1: Today the 3rd of March 2023. Man time's flying alright uh, this year and uh, we're looking forward to a big show this morning. We've got Joe and Robbie sitting out there in the kitchen, the beautiful Aroha in the newsroom and down on Otatahi Christchurch. We've got Louis coming out of the Sen studio looking great here on the uh, on the vision. Louis got your, got your woolies on mate. I want a big shout out this morning too to all the the farming boys out there that are probably just coming back in and muck it up after uh, putting the cows through milking, it's always a always a really good time for them in the uh, early on this morning. Big shout out to especially the boys down the Mackenzie Country. Um, yeah, I wonder what it's like down there at the moment too, with all that rain and and all that sun coming out of the South Island. I would have thought I uh, thought probably the place to be, but uh, Louis, how are you this morning?
2: It's the one thing that keeps me honest, Kimpy, about whinging about our hours that we work and getting up at 4am is the the fact that there are farming and rural people around New Zealand who do it earlier, horse trainers and, and stable hands included, and track working jockeys, they do it earlier, they do it colder, they do it tougher, so it's the one thing that shuts me up. Because yeah. otherwise, I just it's the first thing I'd say every morning, jeez, it's early, isn't it? Um, and we, we Here I am sitting in my woolies in the studio. So massive shout out to all of our rural communities that are up and at 'em on a Friday. And do you know what? They don't care it's Friday because tomorrow it's Saturday and they'll probably do the same thing. And then Sunday they'll do the same thing. Farmers don't have weekends. They don't have public holidays. They don't have school holidays. They just just get out there and they do it. And especially... Um, a massive, massive shout out to the people that have copped a lot of water over the last few while, and it's put them on the back foot for their stocks, their crops, whatever. Uh, uh, just because we are city-based, don't think, especially you and I, Kimpi, and Izzy as well, we're all from rural backgrounds, and uh, we always have you on the forefront of our minds, don't we? That's
1: exactly right, Louis. Well, well said. And of course, the other people that are always up at this time of the morning are our our trainers, our our horse trainers, who... Getting ready for a big weekend up here in Tarapa, um, races in Waverley today. They they're the same, no holiday. So a big shout out to the boys, especially my mates down there at the Gap in uh, New Plymouth. I know that they're listening in. Robbie Patterson, uh, the Sheik Al Sharock, and uh, everyone else that keeps the keeps the game ticking down there and around Alto Good morning to you all, because I know you you'll have your radios turned up and you'll be listening to Using and Kimmy for breakfast. It's a big show today. Um, and don't forget, we also have another pair of the all new uh, ZG23 golf shoes to give away from Adidas. Um, we'll nominate someone later on in the show, so make sure you're texting in on the Temper Bed Bedpost text machine, 8833. Even if you've got something, you can join us, 0800 150 811. Anytime throughout the morning, it's a massive morning for us today, Louie, Out of seven, obviously, we're going to talk with Breakers um, and to Bill O'Reilly, the king. And the one and only King, King Capice. might even wrap us out a tune. 7.40 will catch up with a good oil, Steve McKee. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking, really looking forward to that catch up. Stixi. Stixi is such a good man. Um, so stay tuned at 7.40. After eight, we're going to open the lines up. 0800, 150, Because tonight, the Warriors kick off their season. I'm actually looking up at the screen here. Andrew Webster talking to Monty Beetham. Um, and we're just going to see after last night's effort. How good was that? We were wondering whether or not they could they could uh, produce something as good as what Super Rugby did last week, and even the Black Caps' epic finish with that one one-run win. And we get a game going into extra time, first one off the bat between Melbourne and Parramatta. Pip, I don't look. We know we were really talking about it five minutes ago, Louis. But Melbourne were handing the game to Parramatta, and they just <laughs> didn't want it.
2: You know, winners win, right? It's, it's the stupidest saying, but it's the best saying. Winners win. And I think that also means that when teams that are deprived of trophies and success play winners, they also lose. They It's equal par, Melbourne Storm are winners, and Parramatta probably had this massive mental block thinking, gee, this game's here for the taking against the, probably the perennial premiership, well, one of the favourites. Can we climb that hurdle? The answer more often than not is no. No, you can't, because you're staring a big ugly beast in the face. They're giving you opportunity after opportunity. It's like when you're playing beer pong and you get out to a massive lead. And you kinda of know in the in the bottom of your heart, as they start chipping away, you're like, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And then you keep missing your last shot. You keep missing <laughs> that kill shot. And eventually what do they do? They run you down. Oh, that that the
1: they went error error, Melbourne, last five minutes. And Sevo runs out, and they drop the ball again, and then they hand it back over. And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, if it was Brad Arthur, I'd be that. Be it. I'm like, that's it. We cannot get this game. And Harry Grant, I'm telling you now, he's gone to another level. The way that he what dominated the ruck and just brought players onto the football and got them behind the perimeter forward pack. He tied them out. He 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 basically won that game um, single handedly. Uh, in that last 20 minutes, I, I reckon, Harry Grant, just by being out there on the football field and directing traffic. So, uh, yeah, they kicked off last night, in the NRL. And the other other thing, boys, I caught up, had a little catch-up with Izzy Dagg last night. Mate, he is flying down at the, the New Zealand <laughs> Open at six under. So he is he was happy as anything. He, he said the shoes are great, you know, nice and comfortable, walking around, hitting it well, um, and he's, you know, you know, as he's like, he's having three conversations at once as people are going by, he's having conversations with other people and, and, and I hadn't asked him at that stage what he, what he'd shot. And, um, I could hear the questions, what'd you shoot today? And goes, oh, six under, just, a, just a wee six under. And I had a look and who else hit six under? Louis?
2: So. I'm just trying to get my head around it because he's. So he's. I'm just looking at the scoreboard. St- Steve Elk is the answer to your question. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a start, Kemper. You've declared one at 19 bucks.
1: <laughs> $19. And Steve Elk has gone out and he's tied for third, I think. It's at $19. So I hope plenty of you have got onto that because he's a dead set chance over the weekend. And then the Pro Am, um, I think he's tied for 61st. Uh, is he is, and I had a look on the on the New Zealand Open app. So you go down, and he's him and his partner they're tied at sixty first. They're, they're they're right in the mix. They are absolutely right in the mix at the moment. So he'll hope he'll hope to have another good round today, so he can get into the weekend. Um, he's hitting the ball well, the good mate. We might even try and see if we can wake him up later and have a have a quick little chat to him at some stage. But um, good to see that mate. It was a beautiful day down there. I don't know if you got to. Got to see any of the the uh, features. He was got got his face back on telly again. The the sun was out. Um, obviously a really lovely day down the bottom of the country um, in Queenstown, and of course our mate here uh, Izzy Dag is going out there in his new ZD twenty three from Adidas and just ripping up the course. So. Hopefully another big day. Big shout out to everyone down there, at New Zealand Open, enjoying that. And if you get a chance, I guess go along and and support our mate and see uh, see what he's like. Don't forget, if he birdies the eighteenth, he's riding that flag. He's riding that so, flag <laughs> home. So uh, it's going to be that'd be a bit of a sight. And so like Louis said yesterday, get your fa- get your camera out, get some footage for us and send it through because that would be an absolute sight watching Izzy Dag riding a, riding around a flag on the eighteenth hole. Is-
2: so I found it. He's, yes, you're right. He's Tide 68, Armstrong DAG. Can anybody on 8833 or 0800 in the Kennard's high phone line? I don't quite understand how these pro work, how the scoring works. I assume it's a collaborated score with uh, Armstrong and DAG, so it's the partners together. How does it work? Somebody who understands this stuff. I I did see a bit of it. When I rang Sticko McKee, Steve McKee, to get him on the show. And talk Sunline because yes, the derby's on tomorrow, but they've also got the McKee family Sunline VARS running, the Group 3 and the Mufasa Stakes. So there's lots to talk to Steve O about. He said, Louis, have you been watching the golf? Because I just turned it on and I heard Phil Tatarangi, the commentator, absolutely lay, lay one on, is he? Robbie, do you have the the clip there of uh, what Steve McKee pointed out to me? Have a listen
0: to this. Playing alongside of Israel Dag and the pro. AM format, is he playing off seven these days? I haven't seen too much proof of that just yet. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what Mate, he sent
1: me, me that clip on, I'll put that in my uh, next message too. What does he mean? He hit six under.
2: No, well, this is what I mean, Kempi. I, I don't know because the scoring, because it's a collaborated score with the pro. Someone will clarify for us, but I've tuned in and I've rang Steve out. He's like, Mate, have you watched the golf? Phil T's just laid one on, is <laughs> he? <laughs> He's just put one on his chin. Let's um,
1: get him on. Let's get, let's get Phil Totorangi on, and but, uh, we'll talk. We'll get Izzy on too, and we'll play that clip. That'll be it's so well, funny.
2: I know Sticko was watching a lot of the golf yesterday, so he'll be able to get the context around. I honestly didn't see it until I, I rang Sticks and he said, go back and have a listen to that. So I went and found the clip, but I, I didn't see the shot that he was talking about. I just heard it. So I don't know what's going on there. But man, he, I did see him on Sky Sport with Laura McGoldrick. Oh, I saw an interview that Laura and him did. And just, you're right, just the most beautiful scenery down there at Millbrook. People will be absolutely, Loving it, and we've got Brenton on the line. He's going to be able to explain to us how the pro am works, so we can actually, <laughs> so we actually know what we're what we're discussing here. Morning, Brenton. Happy Friday to you.
3: Yeah, happy Friday, to you boys. How are you?
2: Yeah, very good. good.
3: Explain yeah. this to us. Oh, I, I think this is how it works. Is um, so Izzy's got a handicap. So I think that, I think he said yesterday he's on a seven. So That's if right. he makes a par on a stroke hole. Every hole's got a stroke rating, right? So it's one to eighteen strokes. And so if he gets a par on one to seven, he'll get that's a net birdie. So he gets that's a mine So he'll go to minus one. And then his pro just plays off the stick. So his pro will be like, say his pro shoots two under, and Daggy gets four pars or even birdies on any other holes, and they don't make any bogeys anywhere combined. Because be combined, um, that's how you'll get the your um, minus six, yeah, because they must have had six birdies throughout the day and then no others like bogeys and stuff like that. i was saying, ah,
1: yeah, he, he, he actually yeah. said that the pro that he's playing with hit two under, so they must have had a couple of bogeys by the sounds yeah, of it.
3: Yeah, so Daggy must have played pretty well if he shot two under because um, they must have had another. Four birdies somewhere, or even more, if they had bogeys. Yeah, he, he did. That Josh sense. Armstrong, two under. That, there
2: you go. Oh, so he has had. He a, was, so Phil Phil Tatarangi owes owes everybody at SCNZ, including Israel Dagg, an apology.
1: That's that's exactly right because he's <laughs> gone out after what Brendan said, and he's actually played quite well, Brendan.
3: Yeah, Matt. Yeah, so he must have been must have been pretty good. He, even if he had bogeys, it doesn't matter because his his partner might have made a par on that hole. So it wouldn't have been a, a bogey for their team, as such. So yeah, like, got yeah. It's just a, basically the best score on that hole. And but as um, he gets a handicap, he he was on the radio yesterday. He said he had a handicap of seven. So, yeah, um, he said
2: he I said think, quote. quote uh, I think quote Brenton. It was something like those mugs giving me seven
3: sh- seven shots. <laughs> yeah. Let's <yeah>, go.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 That's what I heard too, Louis mate. Then, but then he <laughs> He said on his seven shot holes that he had, he didn't actually he kept stuffing them up. So he must have had some birdies on other shot holes, which um, non shot holes, which would have helped the team out. So he must have been striking it all right. So let's hope
1: he can let's yeah. hope he can keep doing it today, Brent. Thanks a lot for explaining that to us. Um yeah, let's just let's just hope that uh,
3: Izzy's there for the weekend. Yeah, man, it'll <laughs> be so- good to see him and carry him on and stuff like that. It'll be funny, eh?
2: 100 <laughs> uh, percent, that's so good. That is so good. That explainer from Brenton Kempi and that's that means that he he's abs- he has played some nice shots throughout the day. And uh, I reckon it's all in those Adidas.
1: <laughs> he's got the footwear for it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like like you said, they're pretty comfortable shoes. I think mine are r- arriving today. Uh, These Z- ZG twenty three range of golf shoes from Adidas. So we'll give it another pair a- away today. And uh, Louis, I'm pretty sure there's be some ha- happy punters. You gave it to a um, a person whose sixtieth birthday is this weekend. Yesterday, we'll find someone later on yeah. uh, this morning to do the same thing.
2: Why don't we, Kimpy? because we've done this before and it's amazing to see where everyone is. This is a, I reckon this is a great way to get a read on where you are around the country on a Friday. Which golf course are you playing this weekend and who with? Double eight, double three. which golf course and who with around the country? Light us up. I want as many texts as possible. Send a text to double eight, double three, and we'll find somebody to give these golf shoes to. Uh we we'll want to go. Is anyone playing the Stewart Island golf course tomorrow? Who's playing Cape Kidnappers? Everything in between. That's a good way to do it, isn't it, Kimpy? We'll see how far and wide we can go. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely
1: perfect. I think, um, geez, I'm I'm starting to get excited too. I haven't had a game of golf for a while, but I'm I'm actually getting excited to receiving these these um, golf shoes. I might have to pull the old, dust the old clubs off, Louie, and get out there myself. But um, the Mizuno's. The Mizunos. <laughs> the Mizunos. How good. How good are they? I don't I I I don't know if they're the right length still. I might have grown a little bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, bigger arms. Bigger arms. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll just see, eh? We'll just see. But um oh, no nah, well that's a that's a great um a great result. If we get, get if anyone out there's out there got a game of golf on this weekend, anywhere in Aotearoa. I know there's, you know, um, plenty of golf being played. Just text it in, double eight double three and we'll we'll choose someone uh, to give those Z G twenty threes
2: out later on in the show. Absolutely. Awesome. Double eight double three. As far and wide as we can go. What course and, and who with? And, uh, in the of course massive news overnight, Kim Pete Well yesterday, PGA tour following Live Golf with their formats. They're gonna they're pretty much shrinking their major tournaments and they're gonna be making it no cut. So essentially, exactly what Live Golf has done, which I find pretty ironic. And Ryan Fox, well he's playing in the Arnold Palmer Invitational right now. He said it's pretty much like a major for him. He is three over, tied for 55. So he's 55th uh, in the field at three over, which is going to leave him a bit of work to do to make the cut on day two. Right now, Kirk and Scotty Scheffler. or Scotty Scheffler's in the tie for second with Jordan Spieth five under, and Kirk is at six under. But 20 minutes past six, let's rip into the day like this. Can't wait. Question of the day. we got so much stuff to get through, Kimpy. so uh, I w- we'll start with some Super Rugby. And the can't wait question of the day is heading into Super Rugby round two, power rank the New Zealand teams for us, one to five. Power rank the teams for us, one Ooh. to five, Super Rugby week one. That's what I want you to do. Can you do that? How much are you riding the Crusaders off after that loss? How much are you rewarding the Blues with after that win? Double eight, double three. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You have a lead on that, Kempe. You can get us after the break. Easy. Okay. Beautiful. We'll get that on the other side. 800 150 Make sure you come through. How do you power rank the Super Rugby teams from New Zealand after week one? We're talking a bit of Super Rugby to start us off this morning. Two nine minutes past six here with the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Twenty-six minutes past six o'clock. Happy Friday, team. G. we're fired up. And BizCover, easy business insurance for your winning team. Who is that winning team? What we've asked, Kempe, is power rank the Super Rugby sides after week one. For business insurance that will help kick risk out of your way, choose bizcover.co.nz. What is your power rankings, one to five?
1: Well, look, I've gone after last week, and I'm going to say, look, this is just week one, but it was a big week, and it was a big week for the North Island all right, one, two, and three, and the North Island Chiefs, Blues, Hurricanes were outstanding, and I actually had to talk myself into putting the Crusaders above the Highlanders because I actually think the Highlanders will beat the Crusaders tonight. Tonight, <laughs> I, like I, I, I just got this funny feeling that I know I know they they are always there, the Crusaders, but I got a funny feeling that the Highlanders are going to show up. And it's you know that that derby, the the two southern teams playing, all that sort of stuff. I know they got tonked by the um, Blues in the first round, but I don't know. So the
2: Crusaders.
1: Yeah, I just look at that's the gu- that's the game for me of the round is the Crusaders Highlanders, so get a get a chance to look at
2: that tonight. Um, but from- we'll be listening to the Warriors commentary though. To be fair,
1: yeah, but 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 the power but the power plays are yeah, def- the Chiefs the way they won last week. 13 plus, you've got to give them the top spot. The Blues, like Mark Talia, you know what I mean? Like I watched that oh, I watched I that highlight reel again. Mark Talia he had spiders on him, mate. No one wanted to touch him. He was just like pushing blokes off left, right, and center. He was in a Hulk suit and the Hurricanes. Well, the Hurricanes can be anything with those players that they got on that side. Good young kids you know- and good senior players
2: nice and in, in the last a couple of uh, last years for uh, some of their veterans uh, you know mark Talaia just is screaming Nehemil scudat 2015 vibes he's going to go to the world cup he will probably start on the right wing uh, like he just he's wingers wingers weirdly have a short shelf a short shelf life at international level in rugby over the last probably couple of decades really uh, barring a couple of legends for the most part you kind of feed them when they're hot. And Mark Talley is the hottest winger in the world right now. He is off his head. He is. A um, couple of ticks here. Blues, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Highlanders, Crusaders, Ken. Yep. Cop that, Ken. Morning. Blues, <laughs> Moana, Pacifica, Hurricanes, Crusaders, Highlanders, included the Moana just so I could have Izzy's crew fifth. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> oh, And then... Chris has also sent through Chiefs, Blues, Pacifica, Hurricanes, Crusaders with the Highlanders. So he's putting the bird into the South Island. Fair enough. And fair enough, Kempe, because the Crusaders and the Highlanders were both terrible and they both need a result tonight, don't they?
1: They do. They do. And I, you know, that's why I'm picking it to be the game of the round. I, think, I think, And I think they'll produce. I think it'll be a really good um, hit out tonight. Look, it's exciting, mate. Fridays, you know, especially when the footy comes back on, you can flip between channels and watch um, either. Or go back and watch the replays, mate. So just that that time of the year, here we go 26, 20, 26 Friday Saturdays and Sundays on the couch watching footy.
2: I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the I'm going to have the Crusaders on the TV, and I'm going to have the Warriors on the wireless, listening to you and Sammy from eight. So I'll be watching the Saders Highlanders, and I'll be listening to the Warriors. I think that's the best way to go about it. And um, let me know if you're joining me tonight. S, E, and Z. Oh, Kimpy, Sammy Hewitt. Before Kimpy, you're off a little spell on the paddock as well. I want to ask you about that.
1: Yeah, well, uh. it's um, I had already uh booked to to just go away because it's obviously a big season. We're doing home and away on S, E, and Z. The Shemi and Sammy for football, so you can tune in. Uh, every week, and listen to the call with the New Zealand One Warriors, One New Zealand Warriors, um, and their journey through the year with, with our commentary this year, and I'd booked, of course, because the, at the time when I'd booked to go away, uh, I was doing the doing the commentary, heading away, and then coming coming back next week, um, and it sort of just fell down where they hadn't decided where they were taking their away game, so. Um, yeah, mate, it's just basically getting getting away before having eight months stuck in, stuck in the studio um, every every Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to just having a little bit of a, a a chance to go back and sit down and analyse everything that's going on. Obviously, tonight's a big night. I think, mate. I don't know if you saw the socials last night, Louie, on the Warriors in Wellington. They came out in droves. So it's, it's like Sport New Zealand has had an injection. No matter what, we've got the breakers coming up. You know what I mean? Oh, Their yeah. final runs. We've got the the Phoenix who are still on the hunt. We've got the Warriors kicking off with a super rugby that was outstanding last week. And of course the cricket that we'd written off and nothing better to give us another shot in the arm to say, Test cricket's back. And you yeah, you still then you've got to add the 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 snow the snow um, borders overseas that are going so well. We've got GP sale, like mate, how busy are we gonna be? Seriously, how busy are we gonna be between now and November?
2: Yeah, and uh, just perfect for the All Blacks to throw a hand grenade in the mix. But you're right, it has been one of the great weeks of sport in New Zealand. 28 away from seven. When you put it like that, you rattle off the week we've had. Wowee. Gee, it's been fun. And we've got so many texts about where you're playing golf and who with over the weekend. Double eight, double three. We'll rattle through some of these after the news about Huffle heart Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. 26 away from 7 on your Friday here, S-E-N-Z, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Izzy in the midst of putting together an impressive resume at Millbrook in the New Zealand Golf Open in the Pro-Am. We'll keep in touch with him and try and update you for the end of the show how his morale is. Right now, some headlines with Joe with Bunnings Trade Power Pass, tradies and builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. What have we got going on, Joseph?
0: Well, Australia have done it again. Their wickets fell fast on day two, but then so did India's as Nathan Lyon claimed eight for 64 in India indoor to put the Aussies in the driver's seat. Australia now need just 76 to win. The Black Caps meanwhile are set to play a three-match T20 series against the UAE for the first time since 1996. And in the football world, the FA Cup quarterfinals finals are set after we saw a couple of upsets in the fifth round yesterday. Uh, Sheffield United beat Tottenham one nil. And football two side, uh, Grimsy Town have knocked out Premier League team Southampton with the Kiwi keeper to with uh with Grimsby Town's Kiwi keeper Max Crow come making a big impact on that side of things, boys.
2: Bang. Love a bit of Kiwi flair in the uh UK football scene, Joe. Appreciate that. Some nice little headline updates there. And Kimpy, the text machine has gone gangbusters. People love a weekend round of golf,
1: and why wouldn't you? They do. They've got one. Uh, I'll run. I'll roll through a couple of here. Hey boys, golf this weekend. I'm going out to the south end with my nana my dad, my son. Four generations of family. How good? Carts needed for dad and nana. My son and I are walking. So slick pair of Adidas ZGS would help with the walk. That's from Brenton. Um, playing at my home club, Murawai. Been closed last three weeks. Yep, it has been for because of civil defence. Not due to course damage, but access issues due to the slips in the village. We'll be playing with Ronan the Irishman, Terry the Destroyer, and self-centred <laughs> Calum. That's from Sharkey. off oh, for a game out. now, darkly? no reception. Say, so oh mate, there's a, there's a there's a heap of them. My best mate Dave and myself are playing tomorrow at the Scargill Valley Golf Course. About 20 minutes north of Waipara, a hidden gem of a, ch- of a course chairs Uh, that's from Mark so lots of others Louis, blokes obviously golf is a big it's on a a big draw card
2: oh such a good in well early autumn just start of March A couple of cold ones out on the course I've heard amazing things about Scargill Mark why is it so good people I've never played there but I might have to take a trip up apparently it is gorgeous what about this text here morning lads playing Ambrose today at Namotu in New Plymouth today. Your neck of the woods, Kempi, with Christian Cullen as a guest. So looking forward to it, we're going to try bid for Cully to get him on our team. Cheers, Brad. Well, Brad, I have it on pretty good intel that you want Cully on your team, A, because he's a very sharp golfer, and B, because on the off chance you beat Cully, he doesn't like losing. So it's always best (laughs) to play with him. He's just that razor edge competitor, Kempi.
1: He, he, he is. That's a that's a great text. Kristen Cullen going up the famous Noma to uh, golf course. Uh, uh, Jared's old uh, old man actually is up there at that golf course too, playing in the senior. So some pretty handy boys and going up there morning guys milking the cows in the neck at the moment playing Tunutu on Sunday with my son and brother-in-law uh, cheers that's from Paul and another one here our annual 100 club comp is on I said that Tunutu Golf Club and this afternoon it's the Matapu uh, School Ambrose Fundraiser cheers that's from Paul down in South Taranaki Harwater. Um yeah a lot of, ta- lot of Taranaki boys getting out oh. on the <laughs> golf course this weekend I've no one and then no one's coming through here Waitara we've got the links course down the bottom down there by the beach or we're heading up uh, on the inland land up there as well so you know get get texting there's uh, a pair of shoes there's NG 23s to give away this morning uh plenty coming in and we just want them coming in all morning double eight double three
2: gee that's a strong taranaki contingent that is a strong representation i wonder if <laughs> lots um, of
1: farmland down there they make lots of golf courses
2: <laughs> yeah 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 that's, that's a good point also we had a fill up on the taranaki horses at otaki <laughs> in the weekend, we were Taranaki Hardcore, Robbie Patterson and Al sharik They're just a punter's dream at the moment. Those boys are just flying. So yeah. um, good to see the Naki listeners coming through thick and fast, Kempi.
1: Yeah, well, he's got plenty on. I'll just try giving Al a call in the break then, so I'll get him in the next one when we go to it, uh, just to get some bully on what's uh, actually happening this weekend. I see he's got a few in Tarapas big racing down in Waverley today as well. So the Central District's boys are out in full force. I'm sure, too, at Love Racing uh, 655, you'll have a couple of beauties for us again. So we'll tip something out to everyone. Um, so keep tuned at 655 for uh, a big... But Sticko, I'm pretty sure Sticko's going to have something.
2: I know what he likes, because he yeah. sent it through in the Good Oil chat last night. And and he's we'll already mined it. How we'll good. mine it out of him. How we'll mine good. it out of him. We'll make sure he leaves us a little parting gift. But Kevin says, Kimpy, I've got $40 waiting for your tip today. Six wins, one defeat. Come to the party. My wife was asking, what has happened to your picks? Remember, <laughs> Kimpy, happy wife, happy betting wife. It's a very good point, Kevin. So uh, don't think that you're not going to lob one out today.
1: Yeah, it's a... Well, they were... You know, that's sort of as we know, Louis. You don't lob them out all the time because the six, the yeah. six one will go to six, six and sixty. <laughs> the more
2: you bet, the more you don't get. That's right. <laughs> so, and I've learnt,
1: I've learnt my lesson, and we'll six and one is not a bet. Is not a bad retiring package.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, we'll get you one you Kev. Don't worry.
1: We'll get you one Kev. You can
2: afford to make it six and two. It's <laughs> that good that you can afford to have one more crack. Uh, yeah, Twenty we'll away more. from seven. 0800-150-811 The Kenata phone line is there And let's play Quizzy Dag It's a Friday Kempy's got the quiz The Kemp Master I've got the clues the Terrible clues But I'll try to help you out Best as I can Light us up for a $50 TB bonus bet Then we'll lob you a tip Before the end of the hour as well Give us a call 0800-150-811 <laughs> TB bonus bets bonus, Google all your
4: slay
5: yeah
1: baby how good aroha i'll tell you what best best time of the week is when aroha belts out the quizzy dag for us on a Friday morning, and if I give you a gout, I wonder what Louie's going to give you, and he gives you the clues today, because man, best of <laughs> luck today, <laughs> whoever's written this up, again, Angry. the second question, I can't wait to hear the clue for that one, because <laughs> this is going to be outstanding if you pull that <laughs> one off, <laughs> alright, we're going to go to the lines, and first up, we got Timmy down across you, morning to Timmy, how are you? Morning, lads, how
6: are we?
1: All good, all good, mate, it's Friday Fun Friday! Happy Friday, happy Friday! Happy Friday! Everyone's off. Looks like it. everyone's having the weekend off. I'm going to play golf. So, um, what about you? Are you playing golf this weekend, Timmy? Mate,
6: I'd love to, but
1: I've got no shoes, bro. <laughs> 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 well, you, better get, well, you better get texting then, will you? Oh, you never know. You <laughs> yeah. never know. I love that too. you just threw that one in there? Let's get cracking. Who scored the match win and try for the Storm and Golden Point extra time to beat the Eels last night? Oh.
4: Um...
2: Oh, have you got a
6: clue?
1: Hat trick. Uh was it Tony Mate? I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> so unlucky to me. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But good little clue too there. Let's go to John and Crosschurch. Morning morning Horny. How are you going? G'day, Kimpi. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm really, right, buddy? I'm really good, mate. Who scored the match-winning try for the Storm in Golden Point extra time last night? Harry Graham, mate. Patrick Harry. Patrick Harry. The third test between India and Australia has been a low-scoring battle. Name either of the only two players to score 50. Oh,
3: God.
6: Um, that <laughs> dude... Oh, man, <laughs> I actually read that just before, too. Um, oh, was he?
1: Oh unlucky John. No, it wasn't. Um Talk to you next week, Kate. We we'll go to Lamy, P. Naughty. Morning oh. Lamy. How are oh. you, mate?
6: Morning, uh morning, uh, Uncle and Louis. How are you guys? Yeah, very good, very good. Um
1: get straight into it. Third test between India and Australia. Oh. Name uh, either of the only two players who score fifty. fellow
6: fella
1: Kalaja, the opening next week for Australia. Oh, cool. I was hoping that you'd ask Louis for a clue then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was
2: hoping you weren't going to Lammy good work
1: oh the breakers oh, mate the breakers oh, okay. they get their finals campaign underway tonight when they take on the Sydney Kings but what team finished bottom of the NBL this season with just three wins
6: oh god, you've got to be kidding me um the Melbourne Phoenix that's one. oh thanks guys thanks Lammy thanks Lammy talk
1: next week going to the rig Mark and Tauranga more than a Mark
0: Morning
1: boys, how are you? Mate, I've been giving that wine some air time. Yeah, haven't
2: you?
1: Oh, I'll tell you. Uh, can't wait. Bring a case next time, all right? <laughs> yeah,
2: well, <laughs> hey, enough of your, it's enough of your sponsorship <laughs> deals, Kempy. <laughs> this is quizzy day time.
1: <laughs> and so, Hey, let's get it. The, the Breakers get the finals campaign underway tonight when they take on the Sydney Kings, but what team finished bottom of the NBL this season with just three wins?
5: Tallahassee
1: oh, Hawks. Cool. Ooh, here we go. Here we go for the big one we're now well into the second half of the English Premier League season how many matches does each team play they play plenty
3: so no idea Louis um
2: well uh Izzy will be here in a, a half a decade or so just under Yeah. Okay. Oh,
7: what a clue.
1: What a, it. What a clue. Okay, and to round it out, if you're that good, let's have a look. Who currently leads the New Zealand Golf Open after day one?
6: No idea.
5: <laughs> 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 At least
1: you're honest. <laughs> See
5: you later, boys. Okay. See you, Mark. <laughs>
1: See you, Mark. Going to Brenton in Auckland. Jeez, oh, it's the again? Brenton day. It's this the Brenton, Brenton day.
6: boys. Yeah,
1: look at him <laughs> about the voice. Oh, hey, yeah. I mean, mate, we're good, we're good. You are happy? Did you hear that question? Who currently leads the New Zealand Golf Open on after, uh, after day one?
3: Uh, Wood, Chris Wood. And, oh, of course, he. What
2: the perfect question from as well. Golf, Nuffy Brenton. Unbelievable. That's right, I love the golf.
1: What do you mm. got? What do you got? What are you going to put it on?
3: Uh, I lucky like yesterday I uh, put it on um, Steve Alka just before we turned off. I, I put a lazy fifty on that. So this weekend I'll put it on, maybe multi up a few NRL games. Maybe just the Panthers to win, uh, the Cowboys to win, and maybe Warriors driving under. Nice multi that up.
1: Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's a nice little bit. We'll have a look at the ourselves, actually. Um, love it, love yeah. it. Well done, Brenton. Thanks, boys.
2: Boom. I really appreciate Brenton, wins Quizzy Dag again. He's on fire. Eight away from seven. We'll try and lob a couple out after this, Kimpy. Love Racing Let's go through the fields and see if we can find one or two for the weekend. <laughs> love Racing, your home for your thoroughbred racing. The Grand Tour. It's Derby Day tomorrow, Kimpy. How exciting is that for you? You love the Derby.
1: Ah, oh, well, a million dollar race, mate. This—that's what—that's what people want to get their horses, and I can't wait to have a, have a Derby horse. So I've got a couple um, more just about to, to hit the uh, hit the racing big time, hopefully. And um, who knows? Who knows? Hopefully the Sheikh can get us one of those Derby winners, and I can go down to Tarap and sit in the owner's little—you know—the little tent
2: out the back there, enjoying. I'll be it. back at it. You'll be back at Ellerslie by the time your derby uh, chances yeah, are good to good. go. I can't wait for Ellerslie to, to get back up. Oh, Mate, I'm going to be there opening day. I'll fly up. We'll be doing our show from there. we have Paul Wilcox. We'll just be absolutely sending it. Speaking of the Sheik, look, I'm actually taking him on for one of my best of the weekend. Race 4, Mercurial, goes up a rating band, but was so good last start. And gets barrier two with Taylor Mitchell claiming down to fifty three. I thought three sixty was fair enough. I've taken it top two in my multi because I've got big respect around Tevatec. Third up, won well at Trentham last start. Do you have any mail on Tavitak, Kimpy?
1: Yeah, well, that's my tip for the week. Uh, weekend, uh, Louis is Tavitek. So I had a chat to Al. He's really happy with Tevatec. It's a, it is a very good race. Um, and he's bringing a he's bringing a number of horses up to Tarapa but the best of the day he likes Tevatech uh, I like Tevatech so uh, I'll be taking you on with uh, Mercurial but I actually think the bet if you're smart in that race is a Cornella. you Cornella those two up
2: yeah love it I, i'm going to wait for the power plays because i would love to know whether they'll give us two bucks for mercurial and tevatech to run on the top 4 if you're getting two bucks for that kimpy you take bet. it Bet responsibly, but bet. Because they're both going to be near the speed, and I think they'll be fighting out the finish between them. Uh, I also like Betty Spaghetti down there at Wingatui. I've got her top four at 230. And Legato goes each way at Flemington uh, against Jackano but I think she can run a huge race I've got her top four at $2.20 and I think that's good money and Joe says that he's all about Legato $9 each way at Flemington he's got Babylon Berlin sharp and smart giga kick as well Joey love it on double eight double three we're going to talk to Caps King Capisi, Bill up after seven the breakers are back in the finals Uh, let's get to him after we get to Araha with the news for Kubota together with shaping and building Aotearoa
0: (laughs)
1: Morena Aotearoa, it's three minutes past the hour, seven o'clock, and you're with Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It's been a great start to the morning. Everyone's out and about, by the looks of it, on the weekend, playing their golf and their hopefully new ZG23 Adidas shoes. Just text in to the temper bedpost text machine, what you'll be doing, which golf course you'll be visiting this week for a chance to pick up those shoes. And, uh, yes, it's been a big weekend. We've got a big start to the show this morning, talking all about the sport that's been, the cricket, the rugby, the super rugby, the game of N- uh, NRL last night between the Storm and Parramatta. How good. And, of course, Louis tipping out a few beauties there for the weekend. Yes, I like it. I like the the Cornella Louis, I'll be on that mm. on Saturday. I'm also liking Joe's text here. We'll read a couple of those uh, here in, um, right now. We've got uh, Morena Boys, No Golf and Gizzy. Uh, as the golf course is underwater littered with uh, macrocarp of trees fallen on a cyclone so a pair of those Eddie day shoe- shoes would look good with my chainsaw <laughs> and chaps boys that's from Joey and he's doing plenty of work down there play, play Fitzroy today Ambrose Master Builders and Waitaro on Sunday hopefully they've got the ball up in the kitchen mate if you are getting the ball up then uh, yeah better, better save a bit because I'll come down and have a koi with you um, but right now it is time to talk to a very good friend of the show Um, and it's been that time of year, the Breakers. You can debate the impact that the New Zealand Breakers have had on our community this year. The turnout games have been tremendous and the team's rise from the bottom of the league to NBL finalists has been inspiring to watch. With Game 1 in Sydney on our doorstep... We thought it would be time to bring back one of the biggest Hoops fans that we know. You know who we're talking about? Hip-hop icon and baller. Crank it, Robbie. Caps, King Kapisi. Morena, butter. How are you?
7: Morena, bro. How are
1: you, Oh, Really good, Caps. Hey, exciting, exciting time of the, of the year, mate. Just tell us a little bit. What have you been up to this summer?
7: Um, this summer I've uh, rocked and Dead campaign with the black caps and, uh, you know, white ferns all over the country. So played uh, Eden Park, Hagley Park and uh, Basin Reserve last weekend when the, uh, the boys were playing England. So that was great. Uh, it's been awesome to be out just rocking and representing one of our, you know, incredible sports here. And, um, you know, shout out to, to everyone that's just putting in the effort. It's some incredible times.
2: Caps, it's an honour to have you back on yeah. the show, the the legend, Thanks, the bro. legend, King Kapisi. You've um, your your identity with New Zealand sport is just growing yearly, brother. You you're in with the the cricket boys now. It's been so good to see you around the country touring. You just have it coursing through your veins. You love sports so much, don't you,
7: brother? I was I'm a I'm a I'm a sports guy, and I can play multiple sports. Um, I think you know I nearly played. Uh, uh, basketball for some more, you know, definitely uh, tried to play, you know, I, I play table tennis, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just a sports guy we're around and I can, um, I'm can. i just keen on just our youth, our hangatahi, our next, you know, uh, generation just to get busy and have something to do because as you guys know, sports can actually give you a bit of uh, focus and, and give them something to do instead of uh, sitting down just playing uh, Xbox today. Not that Xbox is bad, but we just need to find things to just motivate our youth.
1: And in between that too, you're wrapping out some tunes at Splore and all the festivals around the country. Such a busy man, Caps. You know, every, every time I'm looking on the socials, you're out there doing bits and pieces for our community. Just the screens from the, um, the old plantation um, mash up with the Indian sounds and the cross cultural um, celebration of cricket. Mm. Just
7: tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I was really lucky to be able to, um, you know, uh, you know, work and partner with with Cricket New Zealand and shout out to the, to the crew because you know, we had a chance to remix a song that is an anthem in the South Pacific around the world, you know, amongst amongst different peoples and be able to make something different. And I got some brothers, others, you know, that were from the Indian community to come on and play tabla and dole and different instruments. And um, and we made a, a, a totally different remix. And being able to uh, play that around the country and represent, you know, for our cricket or around the world, including India and Pakistan was was a great honor for me to be able to just do something different because from you know being a sports guy but also being a muso i think that um us as musos we have a responsibility to actually make sure that we bring music to the people and that that's what what our job is we bring the vibe set the vibe and then we we uh, play that up to people so it's been a great honor to be doing this for the last 30 you know 30 years or so and keep on doing it
3: uh you're
2: just synonymous with new zealand culture i popped uh art culture i think caps um you know we, we're massive fans of you see you and the breakers i couldn't think of a better day to catch up with you man because look you basketball's your true love i know that and with hoops and life and what you do i love following you guys on instagram and the breakers is such a key part and key cog to our new zealand hoops identity aren't they and when they were winning titles, you know, when the breakers are strong, basketball in New Zealand is strong. So you must be so proud to see them back in the NBL finals after what's been a pretty tough few years.
7: Yeah, I mean, just watching the brothers do their things and have the hardship that they had over in the, you know, in in Australia. That's a long time for our players to be away from their families. So I think when we actually got the foundation for them to be able to play back in Hokkaido and set themselves here in New Zealand. Uh, you know, the boys flourished. And shout-out to Modi Mayo. Oh, my gosh. That guy is bloody amazing. You know, just for him and his coaching skills. And also guys like Gerald Brantley. you know, uh, playing in the NBA, EuroLeague. And just uh, Derek Pardon, and shout out to those guys, and also our captain, Mister, you know Abercrombie. Oh, shout out to all of our you know New Zealand players too, from you know Isaiah Laafar, Manufutu, Tommy V, and just you know everyone just putting in some effort. And I think the the mix that we've got from the imports to the locals, and also to the you know to the bro, uh, uh, what's his name? He's from Australia too. Um, you know Barry Brown Jr. being the sixth man, you know getting the six man award has been something incredible. So we've got a good mix. The boys are at the top again. They play the Kings this Sunday, so I'm really looking forward to what they'll be able to bring. And hopefully, uh, I truly, truly hope that the Breakers can bring home a, you know, a championship once again to Ulster.
1: Before before we get into that um, that champion championship uh, run, what do do you feel? Um, Caps, you know, you go around the country, you see the support, you know, you're you're working within the community for basketball. Mm-hmm. Do you can do you mm-hmm. see the the possibility of another franchise in the NBL in New Zealand?
7: I think it's been talked about for a long time. And I know some people that have actually tried to bring in a new franchise because they know some of the stuff that's happening in the NPL. And uh, there's been talked about, you know, another couple of franchises over in Australia and you know, I hope that at some stage we can bring another franchise into Aotearoa, or New Zealand to be able to you know, have different options. Like if we had another NRL team in Aotearoa, then, you know, players could go play for the Warriors and go play for another team, but also uh, be able to stay here in New Zealand. I think we've got to do the same thing with the the NBL here and the Breakers, actually have one more team, just so we can, uh, players that are born here actually have options to be able to have, uh, you know, instead of having to go all the way and play in, in the States, they can stay home and play here in New Zealand.
2: What are you seeing when you're out with Hoops in life, um, w- when you're out on the streets and when you're out getting these basket young basketball aspirants to your um events caps, do you think that it's still growing because hoops went through such a boom period over the last decade? Is there still room under the umbrella to get bigger in this country? Have we even got near the ceiling yet? No, we haven't
7: reached anywhere near the ceiling, guys. I mean, the kids are. Uh like Steph Curry, just throwing up threes from anywhere. It's pretty incredible how the game is going. But I think, you know, um, actually running these events around the country and serving our community. Like, I've, we've, done, we've served, like, six and a half thousand people just with mice. Two events here, we did one in Auckland, trust trustee that we did one down in Christchurch. And just being able to be part of the community and knowing what's happening around the community with the different associations, basketball is the biggest growing sport in New Zealand. And I'm very, very sure by the way that you just see kids just walking down the road and you see adults walking down the road, they all got basketball singlets on, and, you know. And the sneaker, you know, game is huge here in this in this country. So I just think that um, we're probably on, you know, if it was level ten, we're probably on level six at the moment. I, I think it's still going to grow and it's going to be, you know. Uh, with the if we win with the breakers again, it's just going to go another level. So you know, big up the boys, let's go. And
1: what and what about that caps? You know, like <clears throat> the growth of the sport, like you just said, number one sport growth in, in New Zealand. What can other sports learn from basketball?
7: I think one of the things is like just knowing what, what funding that basketball has got over the years, and this is probably the first year that we've actually got funding. Um, it is. The one thing that I would say that you know other sports can learn is that uh, uh the just the level of what's happening with the NBA, I think that everyone can just watch. You know, it's it's the biggest growing sport in the in the world really, and it's it's hype. It's got you know dunks. Uh, I'm not really sure about the NBA uh, dunk competition this year it was a bit, a bit strict, <laughs> but uh, I think um, you know it was a little bit booed. But um, I, just knowing what the kids like, and 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 if we're talking about pop culture, which is what you know uh, the kids are on, if if they're playing NBA Two K and they they're rocking the sneakers and they're, and they're rocking the new you know Stephen Curry Giannis and, and it's a combo, uh, you know, singlet, I think we just have to other sports just have to keep on watching and and making sure that because I MC, uh, you know. Uh, the Tokumanoa Queens and the fire, and now I'm going to do the um, different women's leagues games. You have to make sure that we try and bring the energy to the basketball games. I would say that's a rugby uh, to, you know, to, to lead any type of thing that uh, participants or spectators come to watch. The actual, uh, the game has to be now like a, a show, like a festival show, like when you jump on stage. So as soon as they walk in the, um, you know, into the arena, you have to hit them and then you keep on rocking them all the way until they walk out. So I think that's the main thing from uh, you know, anything that's rocking with a sport or just a, a sport that's watching on TV. It has to become a show. It has to become a spectacle now.
2: It's so true. Sport is competing against entertainment. It's competing against Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. It's competing against Netflix. And yeah. the sooner that some of the more traditional sports in New Zealand realise that and bring the party and bring the festival to the sport, the sooner the next generation Mm -hmm. will feel like they're part of your culture. Right, Caps?
7: Well, there you go, guys. I mean, one thing that I figured out from rocking, you know, 10,000 people to 60,000 people on the stage um so when i emcee these games and when i dj at these games the tall blacks and the tour firm's games i make sure that at the party as soon as they walk in my job as the MC and dj is to make a party vibe to be able to you know so you can have a good time and it's not just sitting just watching a game you can sit at home and you know watch a game on tv but so but if you're going to bring you know the vibe to an actual live game you have to um treat it as a um, you know, as a party, and the people want to party, and so uh, as an MC, because I rock, you know, crowds, you know, uh, musical crowds, I find the transition to be able to rock a sports crowd quite easily, as, uh, easy as well, so uh, that's my job, I'm here to bring the party, and I'm here to bring the pain to, you know, to the game. Yeah, and you And
1: you certainly know how to do that when you get up there on that stage. Mate, just before we let you go, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, how good would it be, they have caps in, in any sport, We're just hot do, doing the hype reel. Have you got something for us that you? I, look, I know you can able blood, Don't worry about that. Have you got something you can give us some hype? Um, just a little hype reel that we can have here on SENZ this morning uh, before the breakers kick off this weekend.
7: Oh, would you like me to just do something live? Just like right live, now, brother. brother.
1: Come on, you got something.
7: Oh yeah, breakers.
2: Yeah, (laughs) let's go. The breakers. Let's get the breakers.
3: Let's go, boys. Come on.
2: Ah, oh, that's it. That's the vote they need. Uh, King p c Bill, we are so uh, honoured to have you. Whenever you pop up on ECNZ, we'll get you back in the studio for New Zealand. Aotearoa Music Month coming up um, later on. Well, actually, not that far away at all. Go well, mate. Awesome stuff over summer. love seeing you pop up and, and rocking those sports crowds as you say it. We'll talk soon, man.
7: Appreciate you, brothers. Thank you very much, boys. Let's go breaking.
1: What an icon, Kimpy. Oh absolute legend mate he's he gives me goosebumps every time you yeah you know, he's just like I said you know a while back then he did a he did a a um a live set for me just because I was walking past him when he was setting up um him and his wife who who can sing absolutely sing and uh, I've got to know him over the years a really good mate and he is he is the face of sport at the moment like any hype reel, like you look at the cricket, you look at what Auckland Rugby League's done with him. I'm sure he's done he's done car ads, he's just out there at the moment. And you watch him when he's when he's performing, he knows how to get people going. Easy, easy.
2: This is an infectious personality. Like a, a real Zest for and passion for culture, for life, for sport. Like, everything that you want to represent on your best day. Every, the, when you think about the best mood you can possibly be in, I feel like that is Caps' energy. He just holds that. And, um yeah, it's awesome. The break is, Like, just ha- how, you know, if you look at a franchise and you look at a team that has dug deep, and had to look at themselves in the mirror post the ownership change between from the Blackwells to Matt Walsh and his consortium. They had some low times. They've done it tough. They've probably been resource short when they were stuck in Australia. They've had lo- really seriously low points over the last, you know, they've changed a the coach. And for them to look themselves in the, the mirror and look at around the group and Tom Abercrombie, Modi and... Their import their new imports, but the you know the the core players that have been there over the last couple of years look at each other and say, "You know this isn't this isn't the team we know we are, this isn't the team we want to be. And for them to be able to build a culture and build a crew this year to get back, I really do think it's one of our best sports stories of this year, whether they win or lose the finals to get to this point. It shows that it's aspirational for every other franchise and sports team that has not hit rock bottom but has been down and out and I think they're a bit of a case study, to be honest. And Tom Abercrombie, he's been on the show so much. You can understand why people follow him. He is just one of the best people. He is such a good man at first, before he is anything as a basketball player. And I think that that kind of personality the team's taken on this year, I'm so proud of them. And I just want to wish them all the best. Whether win or lose, congratulations. Yeah,
1: it, and, and well said, Louis. To, look, the Trans-Tasman uh, Team of the Year, is if they go out and win the NBL Finals, um, is the is the Breakers, you know what I mean? Unless anyone can go out there and win a trans-Tasman competition after what they've had to go through over the last three years and the only other team that really has done the same as the Warriors, uh, the Breakers have been influ- influential and, and aspirational, to say the least, of what what they've done this year. You yeah, remember talking to, to Tom um, Abercrombie at the end of last year. Remember that? Yep. Like, he hadn't seen his kids. He was just, like, Exasperated. he was saying... You know, the motivation is just trying to get up every every um, week for the game is really tough, and they were fighting at the bottom of the table. And you've got to take your head off to Modi Moore. Like, he's just... Sat down, he's bought into you know, this culture in New Zealand, he's built the team. I watched the stuff that he did with Buck Shelford and what, you know, what, what it meant to the most successful all-black captain yeah. um, to run yeah. the team around the country. And, and he took that as, as um, motivation for him to do with the breakers and look where they are. You know They are inspirational, to say the least, of what they've done after what they've had to put up with for the last three years.
2: They're inspirational and they should be aspirational for almost 95% of other sports teams in New Zealand. They are um, definitely the standard of the way they've bounced back this year. Kempi, it's Christmas Day. The Wars are on. How bloody good. We'll talk some rugby league after 7.30. But after this, we're going to read through these texts. We've got a great text from Jared, who claims to be a, a lucky owner. And we've got plenty more tips and golf courses to get to. Here with We Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. That was King Capici. If you missed it, go to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast in the SENZ app, where you get your podcasts. Subscribe, make sure you don't miss a moment. We've had a huge week on air, and we'll relive it in the Friday tipple next hour as well. Back soon. 27 minutes past 7 o'clock, King Kapisi Kempe. Man, that guy is a legend in New Zealand sport and culture. Great to catch up with him. And we have been bombed with some text messages here on double eight double three, the 10 for Post text machine. You want to get through a couple of these?
1: Yeah, cool shit. I I'm, I'm hope, hope I'm saying this. It's Cullen in the first at Wingatui is an anchor at dollar eighty five from a generous lucky owner that's from Jared um right yes well i hope you I hope it is generous hope,
2: that's good
3: I money i hope,
2: hope your old man hasn't backed it <laughs>
1: No, and please don't tell, Izzy. Here we go playing for Troy today. Ambrose Master Builders, and uh, yep, that's a, another one out there in Taranaki coming through. Clark's Beach out of South Auckland with my mate Nugget today for Chris. He's where he's headed to. Morning team playing Matarangi in the Coromandel today. Annual fishing comp with the boys. Um, Punami Classic, yeah, <laughs> out of the Coromandel town. 19th year, I think. Go well, cheers, Stew. Yeah, nice down there. I hope the, hope the boys are uh, catching plenty as well. It is a golf time team heading to the Mono 2 for stroll this weekend. Drawing inspiration from Izzy's Charles tour record to drive me on. That one's from Troy. What's that? What record's that? 13 on one hole. Anyway, Lakeview Golf Course Rotorua with the boys Liam and Jimmy. Uh is everyone's out with the golf bags this week. Hi guys, we'll be doing 18 holes with my son and Grey, uh with my son at the Greymouth golf course. Epic weather this summer. Would love some shoes, Cheers, Kingsley, <laughs> lots of new Texas. Hey boys, here's a horse I like for tomorrow in Melbourne, race seven, Allington Road, trained by Mike Moroni uh, who I caught caught up with at the Carrot Karak, uh Karaka Sales. He was he was an awesome chat, was a real nice four. Fourth first up with a natural improvement. Can see it running a big race. Great place money to be had. And that's from Mark.
2: Nice stuff. Allington uh, Road. I do like that as well. I saw it tipped out a couple of times. Uh, great stuff. Everyone is on the golf course. It's right. Uh, including, including Andy. Morning, lads. Playing Omicow. I'll shout you around on our great course if you are down our way and have a spare RV. Well, do you know what? That's actually... Only about twenty minutes from where I go duck shooting every year, Andy. Um, so I will be there in just uh, under, just over, just under two months, first weekend of May. So we might have to take you up on that, Andy. Appreciate mm. the text message, and That's, there's still so many here.
1: There's so, there's so many. I'm just gonna make a make a point on that, Louis. Just with the, you know, it's it's so cool and the and. This show, you know, like with the amount of people that we meet, especially the guys that um are texting in and 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 t- staying in touch, and then you're walking down the street and they go, Oh, hi, you know, like I'm Mark, and I'm the guy that texts in, and you and all of a sudden you're having a having a bevy with him, you know what I mean? Just chatting. Yeah. And I met your mate, Pistol Pete. Um, Did you? <laughs> mate, he was a great chat. And he's he's just I was in the in the bar and he just goes, Oh, you know, we're talking away and we're just talking sport, you know, just generally talking sport. He goes, Oh, I'm Pistol Pete. <laughs> and I went, oh, Muddy, are you? <laughs> so you're Pistol Pete, you know. So I just think, um, you know, that's part of the, you know, when guys are saying, "Hey, look, come down and, and we'll, we'll have a round of golf." Look, if we're anywhere around places, like we'll we'll come and play golf. We'll come and say hello, have a coffee or or share a beer with you. No worries at all. So keep them texts coming, and you know we've we've got those shoes to give away. them ZG23s from Adidas. Double eight, double three on the temper bed post. Um, text machine, keep them firing, and it's going off. I tell you what, text machine this week has been crazy.
2: I love it. It has been. keeping it. It's probably been a record week for ticks actually, which is epic. F- uh, and we appreciate everybody that gets in touch. Seventeenth of this month, we're all down here for Sale GP. We're doing our show from Littleton on the Friday morning. We might have to go park up at a pub and have a pub lunch and just say, "Come find us. Come talk some sport. 100%. Have a feed." <laughs> we might have to just, we might have to park up somewhere. So uh, let's get on to that. Let's just have a little informal event, shall we? Here's Auto Health News for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Aotearoa. After this, our choices for a poll and some headlines from Joseph. One bourbon, one scot, one
0: beer. Well, I ain't seen my baby since I don't.
2: Jesse and welcome back to the show. 27 away from 8. Geez, Kempi, you've, you've just inspired the text machine some more. Pistol Pete's come through for you. Thanks for the shout out, Kempi. Would have run through for the cribs today, but I was in the Macca's drive
1: through At the gym, mate, were
2: you? <laughs> how many burgers? Five for? Right. Let's have a call. Actually,
1: how was the Woolburgers? Oh, mate, nice. Very nice. Woolburgers. Paul and Mark Woolburg opened up that Woolburger restaurant down there in the Viaduct, uh, right next to the Euro beautiful. uh, Mate, it's got to be the flashiest burger joint in town. And I'll tell you what, you couldn't get a seat. You couldn't get a seat. It was absolutely packed, and it was tasty, very tasty. SENZ there was with Stafford yesterday afternoon. I did a little bit of a chat with him about what's going on uh, tonight down in Wellington with the NRL Warriors kicking off against uh, my old team, the Knights, and uh, had a burger to boot with uh, young Charlie Waite talking – all Things Life, the boy from Auckland uh, works here in the sales team, and, of course, Bradley Bacon, who can sniff out a feed.
2: <laughs> Kenny, what? <laughs> now, Charlie is a good lad. Oh, I'm a big fan of Charlie, King Charles, the king. And I'm also a big fan of Joe. And Kenuts High, making your job easy. Kenards.co.nz. What are the headlines telling you from around the world, Joe?
0: Well, I'm a big fan of yours too, Louis, and I'm a massive fan of Kimby's right now. The Oracle tipped Stephen Olker at $19. He's tied for second in the New Zealand Open at the moment. He Here's how he's feeling.
4: Yeah,
3: pretty good. I got a nice solid start. I you know, birdied the first couple of holes, so kind of settled down and, and got into a bit of a groove. Um, yeah, I kind of felt like i just left a little bit out there because you there know, wasn't much wind today. Uh, I didn't get the par fives on the on my back nine, the front nine in the Miracle. So yeah, a little bit disappointing, but Overall, the score, score was good. You know, I just get my nose clean most of the day. I think I had a three putt in there, but apart from that, it was pretty good.
0: Cool as a cucumber, kimby I'm feeling good about this one. And the Black Caps are back at it next Thursday when they take on Sri Lanka at Hagley Oval in the first of two tests. Sri Lanka's coach, Chris Silverwood, front of media to talk about how the squad's been traveling.
4: Yeah, we've had some great preparation back in Sri Lanka uh, with a test camp that we have there and obviously arrived here. Fit and well, which is great. And I've uh, had a couple of good days here at the facility here, which is fantastic. So the, the boys are, are travelling well, they're in good spirits. So we're looking forward to this, uh, this contest.
0: There you go, boys. There's your sports headlines.
2: Nice, Joe. I'm going to head down to Hagley for the first day, or maybe the first couple of days of that test, actually. Looking forward to that. Um, Christopher Wood, 10 under Kempi. He gapped the field by four shots yesterday.
1: Yeah. And uh, well, you know the Aussies, they come over here, it's just across the ditch. And try and pick up all of our uh, all of our big our big trophies and our, all the all the money that goes alongside it. And what is he made a really good point? You know, we need a Kiwi to win it. And Stevie Elka, he's in mm. with a shot. He's in with a shout. You know, so I think the nineteen dollars is a is a really good bet. You're not going to get that today. You definitely won't get it tomorrow. Um, and I think he's going to be in the mix come come final day.
2: All right. We're going to talk to Stephen McKee in a bit, and he was watching the golf yesterday, so he can fill us in with what he saw from Stephen Elka, two great Steves with the golf course. Joe, choices for him, poll time. See your floor change in an instant with room View. You've uh, cooked us up something Warriors-related here with the help of Kimpy. so off you go.
0: Yes, I have, Louis. Um, the question is, who will the Warriors Player of the Year in 2023 be? Uh, will it be Mitchell Barnett, Tamari Martin, and blake or uh, other who, who 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 you got boys?
1: Oh Maratunkori, I think he'll be pretty good uh to be thrown in that too. Um Joe, but I think you've I think you've picked the top five there quite easily. I think uh Mitch Barnett, the talk about him being Adam um Michael Luck, Kevin Campion, style player. Mate, the club needs that because it's, it's Simon Mannering picked it up every year when he was there and he was this, mm-hmm. that same type of player. Tamari Martin, he had to put a bit of flair in there. Normally, a halfback racks up some points. I think he's going to play lots of football in either six or seven this year. Um, no, Corte in the edge, he can be anything, mm-hmm. you know. And we've been looking for an outside um, back rider to, to really carve up, and, and you can't leave AFB out like 100, 100 plus every game you know was the was the past captain uh, of the team and i'm pretty sure he's fit enough this year to to again turn in a big big performance so if there's any other ones in there like who do you think they are you got one louis
2: I think it's Tamari Martin. you could throw Chance Nickel Clockstad in there, but I think it's um I think it's Tamarty Martin personally. Go to the ECNZ app and have your choice in there. You tell us this is a poll. Who's gonna be the Warriors player of the Nikole, Blake, Tamari Martin or Barnett? Yeah, Chance clockstad, but what about your young halfback that you're desperate to get back?
1: Yeah, look uh Luke Metcalf I think, you know, I, I said on Steffi's uh Show yesterday that it sort of played into the hands of Andrew Webster have, having a, a Luke metcalf i Look, I met the kid for the first time at the opening. It, he was impressive. You know when you you know when you meet a young guy and you know like you you you, you hear things about him and you're not really too sure, uh, but you, then you start talking to them and you go, "Oh mate, yeah, you're actually backing up what everyone's <laughs> saying." Type thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think the hamstring has actually played into the hands of um, Andrew Webster in a, in a sense that Sean has to start the season and he has to start it well. You know what I mean? And he's got six weeks to cement. some a really good com- combination with tomorrow Martin. And I really ho- hope that he can do that. But in the background, he's got this kid called Luke Metcalf that's going to step in. And I and I reckon Luke Metcalf is a future player. Oh, that's why I keep saying he's building a team for the future. Well, I think Luke Metcalf, that name's going to be on people's lips for years and for years to
2: come. So maybe not this year, but as Kempy says, for years to come. Very exciting. Great poll, Joe. Uh, go and have your choice in the SENZ app. Stephen McKee's talking horse racing in the Sunline Vars up after this. The shortest
7: price favorite in a Doncaster for many years. Around the corner comes the top notch New Zealand filly. She's three quarters Al Mansour out on the inside. Then Foxwood followed by Lease and Mr. Innocent heads the others. But Larry Cassidy pops Sunline into overdrive and away she goes. 150 out. Sunline three lengths clear. Lease in second spot. Old juggler flying home. But it's Sunline simply supreme.
2: No. Oh, Kempy, the Mims, the chills, the loved, champion. I would have loved to have been Sticko then. Oh, Stephen McKee with his old man. Well, they were the rock stars of Sydney, weren't you, Stixie? Gee, I'm not even sure you were around in those days, Louie,
5: 1999. I think you would have been, uh, a pretty young tacker at that stage, weren't
2: you? I was... Um, I was just, I uh, wasn't quite at primary school yet. So you're right. I don't, I don't recall it. But I was, stick. I was just looking back because I was thinking tomorrow, and this is Stephen McKee of the Good Oil um, Champion Horse Trainer, if you, if you weren't aware. Uh, but tomorrow you're there for the McKee family Sunline Vars, the three-year-old fillies. And I was just thinking to myself, what was Sunline up as a three-year-old filly? Well, I don't know if many of these three-year-old fillies in this class would have been winning Doncasters, mate.
5: No, it's just uh, one of those things, I guess, Sunline didn't uh, spend uh, much of her three-year-old career in New Zealand at all, to be honest. She went straight to Sydney as an early three-year-old and uh, uh, came home in the spring, had a brief spell, and uh, r- raced once at Ellerslie and was back to Melbourne and Sydney again. But, uh, yeah, certainly this race, um, I mean, it's no downplaying the fillies that are on tomorrow, of course, but uh, they'll have to get a rattle on if they're ever to. Um, to get up to the Sunline status that's for sure.
1: Oh yes, so look, and people, people of my vintage who was around in 1999 and had plenty on Sunline at that that time. What, what's it like listening to that race over again?
5: Uh I guess those memories never fade. That's for sure, Kimby. Um I, I guess when you're in this game, uh, what you want to do is try and reproduce that and get another one that's uh, somewhere near as good.
1: Oh, that's nice. And what do you like, Mr. McKee, in the Sunline Vase? Like I've had a look through the field. Well, I guess every horse every three year old New Zealand's trying to get in. There's twenty one horses in it, so um there's gonna to have to be a, a a few tactics play out in the in the race. What 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 are you mapping out? Who do you think's gonna run well?
5: Yeah, well these Phillies, uh it's probably their last one up before the Oaks, So they're all trying to test themselves at the trip. Uh the uh, 2100 tomorrow is the lead up to the Oaks in a couple of weeks. So, uh, Sakura Gill, I think she's been running well enough. I would her run last night was good behind Pro-S. And uh, the other horse I like is up the top, Sadaka. Uh, go racing horse, obviously, ridden by Sam Spratt, so I'm in their corner. Uh, it's got a tricky jaw to overcome, though, so Spratty will have to give her a perfect ride.
2: Well, we won't put it past her, and actually, speaking of spready mate this is a it's a pretty special day for you tomorrow you you're going to be on track with Clado and uh flying the good oil flag from Tarapa, but there's the vertical logistics move faster listed stakes as well, so there's a real McKee flavor to this particular race day is that. Um, I know you don't get back to the track too often, but you must, and you're not overly sentimental, Sticks, but you must feel pretty special and well, I don't know, excited to head there tomorrow and um, revel in some of your previous success. Yeah, I guess um, having
5: those, uh, both those races on tomorrow, I mean, it is, like you say, it is pretty, pretty special because uh, the derby day is normally obviously at Ellerslie, this year except you rapper and um, uh, Sunline and Mufasa between them, won four good Ones at Girapa, So yeah, it's always uh, it's always good good to go back and uh, remember those good horses that have done a lot of things for you. St-
1: Stick, I just um, I just want to ask the question because you know you're, you're obviously having a, a good old sleep and we've got you out of bed a little bit early this morning. Um, sorry <laughs> sorry for that, but mate, not you've today, been,
5: mate, not
1: today. Just uh, just on what's going on in the racing game, you know, like you've got. So many good people around at the moment. We've got the number one jockey in the world, um, J Mac. We've got you know the Walkers and and we've got the the, the and all them people. What do you, what do you think about the racing industry at the day and the and the the challenges and the direction that it's taking?
5: Well, the ch- part of the challenges. Uh, look, we're never going to live up to Australian prize money. That's that's a simple fact. Um, and you won't stop horses moving offshore, whether it be sold to Hong Kong or, or Australia. But uh, domestically, we certainly need that money uh, getting pumped in. Australia uh, have their own separate state governments who are really supportive of the racing industry. They, they're they aware of, uh, A, how many jobs it creates, and B, how much uh, turnover in good horses and good fields can generate uh, income. You know, So we need more backing, obviously, from starting from the top put that into stake money, uh, that'll, that will have a flow-on effect over the years, more staff coming into the game and more, more trainers and jockeys staying here. So, yeah, it's a big roll-on effect based on, uh,
2: you know, stake money injected into the game. You're right. We shouldn't, we shouldn't compare ourselves to Australia, although we absolutely love to. We're kind of hooked on it, aren't we? When you get horses like Sharp and Smart and Legato, you can kind of see why. Can he run backwards, as Kimpy said yesterday, and win the Derby six?
5: Well, I think, look, on the ratings, what is he, 110, I think?
2: So, Mm
3: -hmm. uh,
5: and and the next best uh, off the top of my head might have been around 78 for Desert Lightning. So, um, we might have gone up a little bit from when I last looked. But based on ratings, which is uh, ratings are done by their overall performances uh, and uh, performances in big races. So, to be honest, it is his to lose. Uh, He looks like... He could be the best three-year-old New Zealand's, you know, possibly had for some time. I mean, he's already got the runs on the board in Australia, so uh, I, I do think it's his to lose. I mean, just on weights and measures, he should be winning.
2: Well, Clado disagrees, mate. He's—we'll uh, let him do it. We'll let him. We'll let Clado go out and and put himself on this island, but we'll just—that's just a—that's <laughs> just, just a tease take for tomorrow. The alls,
1: take the oars off him.
2: That's just that's a tease for tomorrow. You're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna be tasked with controlling Clay at the racetrack, Sticker. It's a big day for you. Well, the problem
5: is I have to I've found out too I have to uh get him to the course as well from the Auckland city, <laughs> so if, um, Wait, we'll is be, he gonna yeah. be is he on the I've drink a, at eight AM? <laughs> I've got a couple of hours to put him in place on the drive down there, so hopefully you'll be right once he gets on the
2: good oil. And actually just before we let you go, quick word on Izzy Dagg yesterday in the New Zealand
3: golf Web?
5: Oh, outstanding! I mean, for a player that was trying to hit it in the water, um, he was succeeding every time I saw him.
2: <laughs> you actually alerted me to Phil f- 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 on the uh, commentary getting, getting getting the getting the. <laughs> Have you found that commentary? I have, I have found and that poetry
1: and sent to me, and I'm keeping it, and I'm giving it plenty of airtime. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Got a little text there for you too, sticker before you go. Buckle up, sticker. I'm coming to the races. Your shout. That's from Frazy
5: <laughs> Oh, jeez, he should be in. Uh... Back in the viaduct doing some work.
2: That's what he should be doing. Yeah, that'll jail. Thanks, Sticko. Appreciate your time, mate. Go well tomorrow. Sunline, uh, Vaz, the Mufasa Stakes. It's a day for the McKees, and it's a day for the punters I'm hearing as well. Back with some text messages after this. Some golden ticks here, Kimpy, that we'll get to, and and on the other side, because and we're also going to open the phone lines up, aren't we? The Kennards phone line, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We want to do a bit of a, a therapy session on the couch for the Warriors season before the season starts. Is that fair enough? It's it's a,
1: a more than fair, I think, with the. Uh, I guess the hype of the Warriors coming in with the new coach and the way that they're looking lean and mean and, and keen, uh, I think it's only right that we open the lines up this Friday morning with a game kicking off tonight, um, 0800 1508 to talk to the Warriors fans, the most passionate. Is it our year? This is it. <laughs> is it. Hash, it's our year. Hashtag, it's our year. I love that tag. Let's get some T-shirts made.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure there are, plenty. there are some already somewhere. Uh, 0800-150-811. Who's the Warriors' best player? Who's their brightest young star? And is it our year? Come on through with your messages and, more importantly, your phone calls. 0800-150-811. I've got another bet I want to lob out, but here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. We're talking all things rugby league after this.
7: Yeah, it's four minutes
1: past the hour, eight o'clock, and welcome into Izzy and Kebby for breakfast. It's been a great morning. The text machine, the Tebba bar text machine, bedpost text machine is absolutely blowing up here this morning with everyone and their sons and daughters, grandmas. A grandfathers, uncles, aunties heading out to their local golf course this week all wanting these new pair of ZG23 golf shoes from Adidas that we've been handing out all week and we'll be doing the same again next week uh, Louis because you've been good enough to, to get plenty for the boys here on the breakfast show um, and we've got to pick one of one of these wonderful techs that have been coming through. Here's another one. I hope it's a better year. No hiding, no give up. No, just five hits up in a kick. I want old school Warriors flair, not the run of the mill second man plays. That's from Chris. Um, here's another one. I think Chris sent this one in just a little bit earlier. My son missed out by two shots getting into the New Zealand Open. Wow. Hey, how good is that? Finally qualifying round. So he stayed down there and is caddying for someone. So after walking both. After walking both courses before the practice rounds, and a few days out, there's blisters starting. <laughs> really want those golf shoes to give him cheers. Chris, by the way, what a great game of league last night. It's back, baby. Yeah, man. And that's what we've got now. We're coming up a double uh double, a, double three. We're talking Warrior Nation. The Warriors, the run. It's our year. Hashtag. It's on our T-shirts. We're getting them made. Me and Louie, we're going to wear them around for the rest of the year. Or are we? they gotta get the, they got to get the win tonight. they got to get the big W against the Knights tonight. Down in Wellington at the Caketon. 0800-150-811. Give us a call if uh, you think the Warriors can get that two points down there. I'll, I'll just say one thing, Louis, in my pick for the first coach sacked is actually the Newcastle coach, Aidan O'Brien. I I made a, a call uh, two weeks ago when we were previewing the teams coming into the season on uh, running it straight with Sammy Hewitt. I think that both him... And Holbrook up at the Titans are under immense pressure uh, to hold down their jobs, especially after what the year they have had last year. And a big one for Adam O'Brien is whether or not Kalum Pong is going to be a success at six. It has been tried before; it's not the first time they tried it in 2019. It failed. They got um, Hastings come down uh, over from the West Tigers. Obviously, Man of Steel up in the UK came through the S- Sydney City ranks. Uh, I actually played against his father. Uh, Kevin Hastings was a really good halfback for Sydney City back in the day. And um, the young, young Hastings, young Ponga, the halves, can they get it done for Newcastle? Your thoughts? I don't think it'll work,
2: personally. Well, it's always a massive risk when you start meddling with superstars because, you know, the old saying, let fast horses be fast horses. You can try and ride them back in the field or you can try and get cover with them, but more often than not, let fast horses be fast horses and roll to the front. And we keep using this analogy with these gun thoroughbred, high-end, high-spec athletes like Kalen Ponga, And, you know, you have a proven gun. You have excellence. You know what you have. So one trainer thought is empower him to be the world's best fullback and build a team around him. They've tried that. It didn't work. So now they've gone plan B, which is risky because now you, you run the risk of nothing changing, your result's not changing, and you can spoil what proven excellence you already had in Kalen Pong at fullback, Kempy. So it's a brave move. You'd, you would expect that Kalen would be fully on board with it, a player of his standing and, and salary? Like this is not a coach's call. It will be a collaborative call?
1: I'd have to be the marquee player. Moving him from moving him from a marquee position up into the sixth jersey, for me, puts a lot of pressure on on both the coach and the player because the the worst thing for Kalen is he's in the front line. You know, he's got to make more tackles. He puts himself in that collision spot uh, more regular, which which means more injury, which means the possibility that he's actually not going to be be in the game. And we've seen the time taken off him um, against. Parramatta in that trial, so uh, look, I don't, I don't see it working. I, I agree with the, your first uh, sentiments. Is like, you know, he's the best fullback. So, so work around what he's what he's better at, and b- at the back of the the line, you see what how, what he can do for Queensland when he's playing Origin. Uh, you've got to try and get that form out. And we've got Lammy on the phone, who's phoned and he's pumped about the Warriors and wants to talk tomorrow,
6: Martin. Morning, Lamy. Morning brothers. Why you coming out to play? <laughs> let's, go, yeah. let's, go. let's go. Hey, let me brothers, are you, I haven't been this are you going so, down? Go. No, I'm not. I'm just oh, I have to look up my I look up my grandchildren, but I'm gonna watch it on TV. Apparently it's live on T V three, I think. So yeah, sit down and watch it. But anyway, I haven't been as excited about a player, tomorrow Martin since my business twenty years ago gave me a third chance. So <laughs> mate.
2: Let's go, brothers. I mean, what did you what did you do at the third me, chance, Lemmy? Out of curiosity,
6: <laughs> mate. I decided to um, big and big and big, brother. And yeah, so all good, baby All good in the house. Twenty years later, so. Oh, great! Yeah, but what, anyways, do you, what do you like about anyway, what do you like about Tomorrow Martin, Lemmy? Like a few years ago, I watched Tomorrow Martin for the Cowboys a year ago and I thought man this player's is so good and then he all of a sudden he wasn't playing at all and I wonder why and then I found out why about his head and I'm just so excited because he's gonna actually hopefully lead the forwards around and the back line around and um, mate he's a dark horse for the Daily Inmore this year mate I reckon oh, I, I just cool. I
4: just yeah,
6: yeah I, know, I know it's just me anyway and my thoughts anyway I just like the way he plays. And when he was playing for the Broncos, that uh, fallback last year, I thought, oh, no, nah. bring him in a bit because he's a bit of a silky player, you know. I thought, Well, it's a big call for me. I think he was better than Benji Marshall anyway, mate. That's what I'm
1: thinking. Lammy. <laughs> oh, lemmy he's <laughs> coming, coming right but, off man. the back fence there. What about the, <laughs> what about the forwards, yeah. Lemmy? You know, like he can't. He can't really yeah, get anything done, you know. As we know, yeah. he could be the best halfback in the world, but if you, yeah, yeah, Fords aren't doing the job. Are you happy with the Ford pack?
6: Oh, you yeah, mate, yeah, they're going to bring it on, mate. As long as they display the platform for our um, for our um, Sean and uh, Tamari, mate, and uh, we'll be all good, mate. Hopefully, we'll make it to the top eight. I'm wishing. I'm wishing to win it actually. So we'll just see what happens anyway, mate. So yeah, as long as the Fords do the pla- uh, do the platform for us. We'll be
2: all good, brother. Outstanding, Lammy. You're so optimistic, and it's heartwarming. We'll talk in <laughs> three weeks, and then we'll see. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll check in with you again. There you go. Lammy and P Naughty. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Is Lammy on the happy pills this morning, or are the Warriors actually a chance to, to contend for that top four? And to Mighty Martin, can he be that sort of Dally M star for the Warriors? He's had a couple of years away. I, I keep coming back to it, Kimpy. I know Andrew Webster has massive raps on Egan, but can Egan do sorts of things like Harry Grant did last night?
0: Munster is just pointing. He's marshalling the troops around.
1: Harry Grant from dummy half. Harry Grant takes off! Harry Grant scores next to the post. And this brilliant, oh perfect record of Bellamy stays intact. Harry Grant, the match winner. Melbourne Storm have stolen it. 16 points to 12 at no stage of regular time with a Melbourne Storm in front. You go to extra time and Harry Grant goes bang.
2: Goes Harry bang. Harry Grant, the match winner. And and a hooker, you think, look, look at premiership sides, you look at them and you think... Their hookers are almost, without doubt, match winners in every single side uh, throughout the years, Kimpy. And I know Andrew Webster's got big raps on him, but but a truth serum here through Andrew Webster does he have the hooker of the future? No, just
1: I don't need truth serum. Um, no, you don't. It's just a, it's just the <laughs> fact. That, look, I think that Wade's a solid player, but no Harry Grant. And and don't get me wrong, you know there isn't too many other hookers in the competition that can do what Harry Grant done like if you're watching that game last night you're sitting there and if you're a Melbourne supporter you're really happy because of what Harry Grant was doing with the players that he had around him and coming back behind the behind the ruck and then when he took off and scored down against the grain they call that a, you, you go against the flow of the play it's all going right and he pops out to the left and get catch, catches two lazy markers and reaches out and scores that try like I just sat there paused it and just looked at it and went Mate, this kid has gone to another level again, you know. So, the answer to your question, mate, he's in the top two two hookers in the competition. Um, Wade Egan wouldn't be in the top ten. Mm.
2: It's it's um you've look ever since we started working together, Kemper. You've really opened my eyes and uh, to the limitations of a football side around two things: one, fitness. Which we're hearing is good and you've you've laid eyes on it, you've you've appraised them and you think that they are looking thin. But the other one is the spine. You can't expect to succeed at any level of football without a spine that can command a game and that's every part of the spine. It's no good having a, a full back and a standoff and a Halfback, if you don't have a hooker, or vice versa, right? How important are those positions for cohesion's sake, especially when you get when you start talking about not just making the eight, but contending for those four? You can go. Can you usually go through those top four teams and say, well, this is why? Look at their spine.
1: A hundred percent, and you only have to look at them. Penrith, South, you know, Cowboys. Um, if you have a look at the spine, they're, they're established, they're, and they and they play well in those those hooker half fullback position, you know, because the halves are basically controlling the game around the pitch. The fullback is now running 200 plus metres. You've got to be super fit. Um, And if if your hooker can't control your middle of your ruck, because he's got, see the thing with the hooker is he's the bloke who touches the ball the most. So you've got a bloke, this is why Cameron Smith was so good. And Cameron Smith's a conductor. You know what I mean? You've got Mm. your massive orchestra, and he's conducting this game. He's pointing. Like I said, I'll never forget one time down at the Cakedon watching Australia play New Zealand, and it was like watching a master at at play. He was just setting people up, you know, and they won that game. Steve Maddow got sent off on Gasly, which shouldn't help New Zealand. They went down to 12 men, but they'd towel them up by 50 points, and I don't think Cameron Smith got tackled that day. Um yeah. you know, he played in a dinner suit, but he played in a conductor suit and that's what you want your hooker to do. So you just have to go back and look at teams that have won the competition. And this is where Penrith I think will struggle this year. Losing Curacao and the hookers that they have this year in at the Penrith side aren't as potent as what they are when they had Curacao on the side. And then you take away your strike weapon and kick out on the left edge, you know, and you and you add in Garner from the West Tigers, ain't the same player. You know what I mean? So you, me and you are sitting next to each other. You're my half. I'm playing centre. Kikau's coming at us, and he's running at you. I'm coming to help you. i got no choice because Kickow's coming, and what happens is I jam in on you, and Kickow doesn't get the ball, goes behind me, and that's why Targo looks really good when he passes the May, and May goes in untouched because I've had to come and help you in the defence line. Now, when Garner runs at that line and he's coming at you, I'm just going, Louis, you tackle him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got Targo. Yeah. So, and that's the difference. So, the left edge isn't as potent. So, you're not going to see Luai have the year that he had. You're not going to see Tago have the year that he
2: had. I was just about to say, does that make players like Luai more valuable for fantasy owners, or actually it makes it harder and, and you'd expect a dip?
1: I'd expect a dip. I'd expect a dip. And I think, you know, teams this year are breathing a sigh of relief when they play Penrith. They're going, don't they have to worry about be coming off the bench and making you know making inroads and him getting a rest at crucial parts of the year to come in and play the grand final and uh thank God there is no kickout out there on the left edge it's hard enough dealing with Crichton and, and Targo and and May you know what I mean let alone kick out no kick out no threat. that's that's what I'm saying
2: fair enough couple of texts here on double eight double three you can give us a call 0800 the Kennards Hire phone line who wants to have a little therapy session before the season starts he wants to get it and lay it all out on the table with the Warriors Mark says I think the pressure tonight is on the Warriors Newcastle have been told that the, wood, the wooden spoon is theirs and that's enough to make them dangerous tonight I'm taking the Knights to win it's 235 versus fifty six. so the Warriors have been instilled as comfortable favourites which I think is probably right, Kempi. The market's probably about bang on. How, I mean, like, if we, if we have to turn up, well, you're not here next week, but if we turn up on Monday and we go, well, they've just lost to the Knights, you know, how tricky does that make them? It, it, you, can, you can't call the first game of the season must win, but at the same time, like, this is kind of, this pretty much is like line in the sand week one, isn't it?
1: Well, you've got to take these games. You know they're, they're, that's a really good um, text by Mark. But what, what you're basically saying is you're playing the wooden spoon. Is you can't lose the game. That's that's the mentality. You know you've got to pick up the ones that you should uh, should win, and you've got to you've got to steal the ones that are going to be really tough. And the best thing that the Warriors have this year is because they're back in New Zealand is that they've got a really good home um, advantage and a lot of home games. That's that's what we're banking on. Is getting wins in New Zealand, um, so this one against Newcastle tonight is is crucial. The Caketon, you know, is up and down for us down there. You know, we've had our wins, we've had our losses. It hasn't been a great hunting ground for us, to be brutally honest. Um, but I think the I just get a feeling that it is a little bit different this year. Mm. I think that you know, there there is some accountability. Like we can't say over the years that there's been a hell of a lot of accountability across the side you know um, talking to Dan Floyd for instance who's the manager of the a very good friend of mine he's the manager of the, the New Zealand Warriors he's been there since 2000 and I think he went there in 2011 he's had seven coaches you know what I mean so I think accountability really needs to come to the forefront here and not worry too much about the coaches but start selecting the side that is going to win your games and I, I you know I hope that the half-pairing works, but I think with young Metcalf in the back, we're going to see some accountability this year if um, players, you know, what I've been told is that they don't care if, whether you're a senior player or not, what your what your status is in the club. If you're not performing, then you'll be held accountable.
2: Well, that's really good to hear. That is very, very good to hear. Now let's see it. Cam says if they don't lag at the 60-minute mark and, and play the full 80, go the woe woes the one New Zealand Warriors kickoff tonight live Kempi, what time are you and Sammy boy on here
1: Uh, well mate we'll be in all 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 afternoon all night so just just get ready seven yeah it's a the actual kickoff um, time tonight let me just get that for you Louie is Is eight 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 o'clock it's 8 p.m. Yeah. so Ma, well, look everyone in New Zealand will be watching I'm really interesting I didn't know that it was, it was being shown live on, on TV3 so a lot of our community that don't have Sky get a chance to watch it it will be the most watched game this weekend I guarantee you it's a Friday night game Warriors never get Friday night games to kick the season off on a Friday night for the Warriors it'll be watched throughout Australia and New Zealand everyone's got their eyes firmly planted on how have the Warriors handled this soft season and uh, the, the question is are they as fit as everyone's saying
2: We'll find out. Cannot wait. Live on SCNZ from 7 o'clock. Sammy and Kimpy, we will be dialed in while watching the uh, Crusaders Highlanders as well. Can't wait for that. Hey, we need to choose a Super Rugby Player of the Week, Kimpy. We need to do that before the, this round kicks off tonight. We better do that and catch up with Paulie Mwadi after this. We're 21 minutes past 8 o'clock. Here with Kempe's Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. We're about to chat to Pit Morris from TAB, Kimpy, And there's a top text there for you from Jared.
1: Yeah, hey Kempi,
2: did you say yesterday
1: Elka was paying nineteen bucks? Anyway, he's paying sevens today and we'll get on. I'd still get on at sevens. Go the Warriors and the Breakers tonight. Yeah, Jared, yesterday, me and Louie were having a little chat first thing in the morning. He said, What do you like? I said, Well, I can't go past Stephen Elka and I'm gonna have a little bit of a punt on him and as Louie does, he went, Wow, nineteen dollars he was paying and they closed the as they do, they close the book. They close the book and uh, have basically, they haven't shut it on everyone yet. I still think it's seven bucks. He's uh, four shots off the pace, sitting in second spot. But Steve Elka, he's getting the radar sorted. He's going to be well, there or thereabouts.
2: Your logic was flawless, Kempi, because you said he's missed a consistency. He will go out, then he will put a great round together in the first round, which means that you'll be getting over the odds come right now. It's literally happened. It was so, it was, whatever it was, $19, you were getting over the odds came, come 24 hours, barring some strange situation where he just had a terrible round, which he wasn't going to do. So smart punting. And because now I'm under the whip and I need to find myself a double-digit winner, we've got Pip on the line, and I think I've found one, guys. Morning, Pip. Good
8: morning, Louie.
2: How are you this morning? I'm good, and I think I've found us an $11 winner, Kimpi. Now they are playing a test match in in India at the moment on what can be described as nothing short of a disgraceful wicket. It is, and I don't want to I don't want to upset the BCCI too much because, well, you never know. But I it, like I think if you watch what the Black gaps in England were able to do in Basin at the Basin with that wicket, then you watch this cricket. You just have to have, if you're saying, you have to have the reaction of, oh my god, why are they doing this? Why do they feel the need they need to do this? This wicket is probably nothing short of a blight on Test cricket. I would say it's it's a dust bowl, and it has put up some seriously strange scores to the point that the game was the Test was nearly over on day two. Now Australia need seventy five runs to win. I believe it is. Yeah, India lead by seventy five. And with everything I just said about this wicket in mind, and the fact that Nathan Lyon took eight, eight wickets, guys, I'm going to tip India here at $10. bucks. <laughs> i am going to tip India to bowl Australia out for less than 75 runs. Is that is that insane? Oh, a little. $10.90, though. You're still getting 90% on that
8: too, as <laughs> well, Louis. It's not a bad bet.
2: Kempi?
1: No way, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not jumping in with the, With that, <laughs> at least I know with Steve Alke, he can. He's going to be there in three days' time. But oh man, it's, it's a brave. It's a brave bet. It is absolute
2: value uh, though, Kimfi. Look, at ten dollars ninety.
1: Well, you know we couldn't. We couldn't pick the Black Caps. We there were seven bucks to win the game, didn't they? So we none of us jumped on that. So you're not too far off.
2: Right. Well, we'll see anyway. But um, you'll be punting the NRL all weekend, won't you?
8: I certainly will be, yep. And i bit of talk about the Warriors game this evening. No surprise to see them. The best fact as far as the head-to-head market goes, 69% of the betting is on them at $1.54 head-to-head. Most states' winning team and margin option is then 1-12 to at $3.10. And there's a popular power play to, I think it is Montoya, to score the first or second try boosted at $5. That's pretty popular for the Panthers. They are taking 88% of the money hit to hit at 122, but there has been 780 put on a point start two-way the Broncos to cover the 13 and a half We'll start with 13 and a half. And as far as Derby goes, there was 5,000 put on Sharp and Smart this morning at seventy. There was another 2K put on him yesterday at that quote as well. And he is by far the best back. Dynastic and Mark Twain are the other ones behind him, but there is a decent margin between him and the rest of the field and just back on the Warriors quickly too. Both halves, 43 best back popular power play.
1: Nice. Louie's hoping Louis hoping that dynastic comes and
2: put because he's got it forty one bucks. <laughs> yeah, but he's got his work cut out for him. I mean, sharp and smart. They, you could get two dollars twenty, I think, before prowess came out of the race, and I'm not surprised they're coming out of trees to back him. He, he does look like a special, doesn't he?
8: He just really does. I just, I just think on that Herbie Dyke win, How do you see him getting beaten the way that he sent three wide and then he ate, yeah. ate him up over the line? It's just, it's just, he has to just be weighed below his best, so. Well, well I think he's and and very, very he,
2: short on the day, you're so right. Like, how do you see him getting beat? And if he had a horror draw, and you could kind of like come up with some bizarre scenarios, maybe. But he's Sean Barry for, like, he just, he should just be winning. Pip, thank you so much, and we'll uh, chat to you again very shortly.
8: Sounds
2: good. Have a good weekend, guys. R eighteen. Gamble responsibly, Kimpy. Especially if you're about to plunge India from ten dollars
1: ninety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Plunge, don't, plunge, don't. plunge. Ten dollars. Okay. <laughs>
3: don't, don't,
2: don't don't lose your don't
3: lose your well, shirt because we, yeah, we, right. we need we
1: need your shirt to put hashtag it's our year on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very good. 28 away from nine. We've got the Friday tipple coming up before the end of the show. We've got so many ticks and our choices for a poll to get to as well. Oh, there's so much to do. Let's get Aroha with the news for Kubota together for shaping and building New Zealand. away from nine o'clock. Uh, well, we've got Joe... Bell's hype song coming up this playing, Kimpy. so it must mean it's headlines time. Gals fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local, give how you feel, visit gold.nz. Joe, is this, the, is this your walkout song for when you wear your Elsa dress at your dress-up party on Saturday night?
0: Yeah, it is. Walking, yeah. I, I found one, boys. It took me uh, five stores. I went to five look shops, and I finally found an Elsa dress, and I look <laughs> fabulous in it. I cannot oh, fabulous. wait. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, time for your short <laughs> headlines, boys. <laughs> Secondhand embarrassment is eating me. Are you you coming, Kimpy? Are you coming to my party? I couldn't find an else to dress big enough. No, but you can still come. Are you going to dress up as a prince? Of course. You're not coming. If you're, if you're wearing a dress, of course I am. Yeah, okay. Uh, busy weekend coming up, boys. And to top it all off, we'll have F1 back on our TVs come Monday. How exciting is that, Louis? As lunch stroll will compete in this weekend's Bahrain Grand, Grand Prix with screws in his wrist after he fell off a bike a couple of weeks ago, while Lewis Hamilton has reaffirmed his commitment to Mercedes, and the rumours that his season could be the last with the team. And uh, late in the week, boys, we've got Test Cricket with the Black Caps facing Sri Lanka at Hagley Oval. And uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but Sri Lanka are in with a chance of making the World Test Championship final. Their coach, Chris Silverwood, talked about what that would mean for them.
4: It would mean everything to them. I mean, obviously, the country have been through a little bit recently, and I think the spirits are lifted when the cricket team is doing well, and the the guys are very aware of that and take take that uh, responsibility very seriously. So they'll be desperate. To give them something to smile smile about back at home um as the coaching staff will as well so i think to get there would be unbelievable but at the same time we know we've got a very good new zealand team in front of us as well we have to respect that and work hard to try and earn that right
0: it's going to be a good test boys and towards the floor in poll time uh the results are in who will be the warriors player of the year in 2023 it's mitchell barnett there you go that makes sense, Kempe.
1: Workhorse, as you pointed out. Yeah, that's exactly right. The Simon Mannering, Kevin Kempe, and Michael Luck. Obviously, everyone in in New Zealand is looking for a workhorse, and even our texters have said, you know, if they can go go the 80, not the 60, we're in with a shot.
2: Warriors are the smallest side on the comp. Knights match them on paper easy. Warriors will need discipline and good ball control. But in saying that, I hope they offload like crazy and run plenty of support for ball carriers. Have a good show tonight, fellas. Best wishes, Mike. Lovely, Mike. Appreciate your text. Morning, boys. I'm pumped for tonight. A proud Wellingtonian-based in Newca- based Newcastle fan who hasn't seen the boys live since we beat the Warriors at Mount Smart in 2005. Remember that, Kimby Yes, I do.
1: I do. I remember that. And, uh... Of course, we've got lots of Wellington fans down there that are Newcastle supporters because Newcastle used Wellington as a breeding ground. That's where I came from. And was one of the, I was the first, along with Sammy Stewart, that built that relationship with right. Newcastle. And Wainui Amara, just so that you know, when they had that run through uh, rugby league as the best team in New Zealand, basically based all of their plays off the Newcastle Knights when me and Sam were playing there.
2: So now, huge, there is a little huge bit of...
1: Wellington support down there.
2: There's a little bit of rugby league history I did not realise. That makes sense. Excited to see Ponga at six. Last year, our halves lacked creativity to unlock the edge players, including Ponga. Yeah, okay, so bring him in. I get that. If you marked Ponga, you shut down our attack. Hoping that will be the difference this year. Good on you, Craig. I appreciate the message. Remember, we've got a pair of these Adidas golf shoes to give away today. And uh, look... In all honesty, if you miss out, you can just go buy yourself a pair because they are out today, released today by Edidas Golf. But we also have about, ooh, somewhere near 15 more pairs to give away. So feel don't feel like if you miss out today, that is it. I don't play golf but would love a pair to auction off to raise funds for my daughter's rugby team, rugby team's trip to Christchurch later on this year. Scott from Tetarangi Scott. Keep texting, mate. If it's not today, there's plenty of opportunities. So we'll note you down in Topo watching Ironman tomorrow. So the only golf I'll get might be the hole-in-one on the lakefront while Braden Curry sends it on the marathon. And speaking about the, the Ironman Kimpy, Cameron Brown's last go-around, age 50, I think, he's uh, done 25 of them. Isn't that incredible? What, a, what
1: an absolute legend. I saw that yesterday. Um, just the support. There'll be a lot of support for him down there. What a... What if, what
2: if he wins it? Wow, I mean that would be the all time Mike. Uh, what do you drop when you're an Iron Man? You you don't mic drop. You don't. What do you drop? You swim oh, okay. cap. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, budgie smugglers, I guess. <laughs> well, you probably just drop because you're out of energy. Uh, wondering what Stephen Alka was paying this morning. Says Sean six seven dollars seven dollars Sean. So in closing,
1: uh, won't pay seven bucks
2: tomorrow. No, no, you you did right, Kemp. Every day, it'll just start to whittle down. Well found by you. After this, it's our Friday tipple.
8: Ah, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple.
2: Excellent. Kick back, Kempi. What a week it's been. Izzy and Kempi, you boys have been on fire this week. Plenty going on. And on Monday... Well, actually, this Monday, you're off to Fiji, Kempi. Have an awesome trip, by the way. You deserve you deserve a spell with your beautiful lady, Jay. You guys um, work Thanks, hardworking Laurie. people, so enjoy it, mate. Really, try and unwind, would you? Yeah, yeah I am, mate. I'm going to try and get some shut-eye and a little bit of R&R,
1: mate. I'm looking forward to it. I love it when the song comes on because I know it's the end of the week. And uh, I've got to say, boys, the boys in the kitchen, you guys have been outstanding over the last couple of weeks, the, the show has been, like, so well
2: put together. Um, can't wait to get back. There you go. Well, on this Monday, when you were away, Mitch McLennigan steps in. He joined the show last Monday and was nice enough to throw a little dig at Izzy straight, straight off the bat. <laughs> morning, Mitch. How you doing, bud?
0: I'm good, mate. Um, I'm actually surprised you turned up to work this morning, mate. I Chris, had <laughs> have you on the road doing some scouting and some poaching is... already? <laughs> yeah, uh, poaching.
2: <laughs> Now don't you start, Mitch. Don't you start, mate. She was pretty dire on Friday night. Don't bring it up. We've been talking about it all morning. I want to park that. Hey, Robbie, mate, never, ever again. How dare you put that in the Friday tipple. That is, <laughs> Our man's out there trying to focus on swinging clean and you're putting that back in his head. Is this
1: what I've got to put up with next week? You're just going to put heaps of stuff in there about me? Robbie, <laughs> cut it out. Anyway, we had F1 Journalist after that on and the voice of Drive to Survive, Will Buxton from the UK, and he wasn't too keen on talking about what happened in the cricket the day before.
2: Love a little bit of cricket, not loving losing by one run, but we won't go
4: into that. Oh, I was just going to bring that up,
2: mate. We're, we're nah, all flying you really here shouldn't. this You're morning. What do you f- we, don't to, we don't have to bring that up, you know? <laughs> What do you it's feel fine. about don't that, have to, mate? We don't, have You're to, no,
8: we don't
4: have to do that. No, it's all right. I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. We don't Come have on, to it. Brendan he'll be deflated today when he arrives in Queensland. So I can't
1: wait to rip into him, mate. F- F1 or Cricket, Will Buxton, The Voice.
2: I still I still can't get over it. We're just chatting away to Will Buxton. He's a legend. He's, he does super work. And remember, Kempe, he's tipping Aston for a place. For a podium, I should say. <laughs> place. He's, he's tipping Aston for a podium. Po- God, i cricket, aren't I? He's well, well, tipping Aston- It's first, second, or third. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, he's tipping Aston for a podium. Um... Yeah, so just, just watch that very closely. Apparently I've been going fast. We also caught up with Matt Henry because he resurrected his lower back and came back and really, really worked hard for the Black Caps in that famous win.
7: Oh, mate, it's been obviously an amazing couple of weeks for me, really. Um, to be able to obviously have my first child, and um, Annabelle, and, and then come join Play Test Cricket, doesn't get much better than that, and then to top it off to so have a one-run run, one-run win, one run run, so... Yeah, no, mate, it's, it's been awesome, mate, and, and to, to kind of come back into the group, been involved for a long time now, and I was was really looking forward to actually um, having an impact, and, and it was good to be able to get out there and, and get the job done.
2: Matt Henry, influential. Him and Neil Wagner and Tim Southey, wow. We just owe them a massive thank you. That was one of the highlights of the, the sporting decade, I reckon.
1: It was, and congratulations, To you and your wife too, Matt, with a new little baby to boot on the back of it. Sevens legend Eric Rush joined us also, and he had a bit to say about the difference between sevens back then compared to now.
7: Geez, every code, they're bigger, stronger and faster, but they should be, you know, they're in the gym all day and they're training, training full time, (laughs)
6: you know. But young
7: fella asked me if I'd last last in today's games, and I said, that's the wrong question, mate, the question you should be asking is if you'd last in nowadays. (laughs) You know? yeah. <laughs>
6: like uh, Anything around the eyeballs was fair game, you know. So uh, <laughs> it's totally different, but uh, they're definitely
7: better athletes nowadays. Uh, you know, they just get stronger and faster. And uh, you know, when I hear some of the, the hits in that from the sideline, I was in Hamilton, and man, jeez, I think, geez, I don't know if I'd like to be out there anymore.
2: Very <laughs> good. I don't reckon I don't reckon people would like to play rushy these around days the, either.
1: Around the eyeballs. Remember those no days? Way.
2: Uh, I don't bring them back. <laughs> and our Toast of the Week, Sir Ian Botham, joined the show He at the New Zealand Golf Open. He told us what it's like, and we know this too well, but what it's like spending time with our man, Dagger.
1: How does he go? Is it like is he concentrating on the golf or is he concentrating on spending more time with you?
6: Well, he's whinging a bit at the moment because he's, he's <laughs> moaning about his knee. Yeah. Now I said to him, look, I've just had a new knee put in. And it's the best thing I've ever done. And he says, well, I'm 34. I said, well, don't worry. The new knee will definitely outlive you. That is for sure. So, uh, yes, yeah, so
1: I told him to get on with it. And he said, I'm 34. I can't get in a buggy. I said, yes, you can. Uh, but we uh, might have to get some couple of donkeys over there to drag him up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Clydesdales.
2: And actually, Ken, people have had an update from Izzy.
1: We, we have, and I was trying to get Izzy on this morning, but you know, when you when you're not working breakfast, you, you really need to sleep in. And I just got to say, I'm going to leave it out there. I think he spent too long with Ian both last night. <laughs> <laughs> Has he, he will be in a cart he, though? He will be in a cart by the sounds of it.
2: He just might need to dial a driver. <laughs> uh, nine away from nine. That's the Friday tipple. What a week it's been. Uh, After this, we'll give our Super Rugby Player of the Week and we'll catch up with the Doyen, Ian Smith. Kempi, these beautiful golf shoes by Adidas are available today and we have a pair to give away to a very worthy texter who is getting their hands on these stunning ZG23 range of golf shoes.
1: Yeah, thanks to all the texters out there, Louie, that are coming today. We've had some beauties, but this one here covered off both the golf and the rugby league today. My son missed out by two shots getting into the New Zealand Open, final qualifying round, so stay down there and is kidding for someone so I was walking both courses before the practice rounds and a few days out there his blisters start and really want those golf shoes to give him cheers. Chris, by the way, what a great game of league last night. It's back, baby. So Chris, congratulations. Z323s are coming down. ZG23s are coming down to you for your son. We know how tough it is for the amateurs to be picking up some, uh, some, some, some decent uh, apparel and I hope the little bit that we can do for you from SCNZ and Adidas goes a long way. Well done, Chris.
2: Beautiful stuff, Kimpy. Uh, Mark C, by the way, has power ranked this. The New Zealand Super Rugby teams like this: Chiefs, Wellington, Auckland, Samoa Highlanders, and then the other team. So, fair few people putting the boot in to the Crusaders. Which, Kimpy, is why I am absolutely shocked and gobsmacked. to open the TAB and find them the Highlanders paying seven dollars tonight, and the Crusaders paying a dollar eight. Now. I understand that the Crusaders are the better side and they've got more depth and they will be bouncing back. But, I, look, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but $7 for the Highlanders?
1: It's overs. I'd be jumping on that just quietly. It's it's value. It is. Good value. Um, I think the better value is Imperatries in Sydney.
2: No. It's not value, is it? $1.95. Is 95. she odds on? $1.95. got to
1: gotta take it. Definitely in your multi. I can't. I can't see him beat. And uh, yeah, wow. Mark Tillett, for me, Louis, a Super Rugby player that needs to kick on. I think he needs okay. the second week to be as good as he was in the first week if he wants that All Black jersey.
2: DHL Super Rugby Pacific round two is here. Uh, six games in Melbourne. Catch the action live on Sky Sport DHL Super Rugby Pacific now. I think the player of the week for me was Damien McKenzie. The way he stepped back into first five and dominated the Crusaders and pulled the strings, kicked his goals, I thought it was very impressive. Did we have Smithy, or is, are we still? No, we don't have Smithy. Well, there's a text here from Smithy. What's Ian's thoughts on his first starter tomorrow? So we'll just give Smithy a, a big good luck. He's got a first starter at the races, Kempy. It's a pretty exciting day.
1: Yeah, am going try and find out who that Cullen? is, because he'll know some bully. And uh, it might be paying plenty. <laughs> we need it.
2: <laughs> it's. I think it's the Coo Cullen. Kuk, I can't get the it? Name right. Yeah, Coo Cullen. Coo Cullen.
1: Yeah. Coo Cullen or ku Cullen? Smithy's nodding. Yes, you got it right.
2: Cucumber.
1: <laughs> C- it might end up a cucumber.
2: <laughs> no, hopefully it's a proper racehorse uh, Good luck, Smithy and Smithy For uh, your first starter tomorrow Very, very exciting Kimpy, you have a great break Go and uh, just sit by the pool Have a, about 100 pina coladas, would you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll try to get to 100, okay? I'll try my best <laughs>
2: <laughs> Five burgers, 100 pina coladas Enjoy the league tonight Warriors by how Can't many? Can't wait
1: Oh, I reckon it's close, six
2: We'll take it. Warriors Unders. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. The good oil live from Tarapa tomorrow. Of course, I'll be back with the mail run. And I'm also hosting the Canterbury Sports Corner. What a weekend. Let's go.